everybody, and welcome back to the Next Lander podcast. We are here, Brad Shoemaker. I am. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, am I here? You're right I'm, here. You're in studio. I am. Yes, I'm a studio of sorts. Yes, there are a couple of animals in here, but I guess that's just what happens. Oh, I've the- been called worse, Alex Navarro. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Okay. Yeah, you're 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 the you're. Well, I was gonna say you're the lawnmower man, but that's not the reference I want to make ever. Really. No, thank that's, you. Okay. You're. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Is he the movie lawnmower man or the um, uh, the the short story lawn? Have you ever read? I don't the, think. Have you ever read the short story I of Lawnmower Man? No, dude, it is no. extremely, extremely different. I hope. Yeah, that was my understanding, but also I don't think I really want to be either of them. I just want to imply a certain omnipresence. The The Lawnmower Man is a movie that didn't hold up at its time. Even even no. when I saw that as a as a kid, I was like, yeah, there's something wrong about this. And I, don't, I and I'm a Long Island kid, and I. I'm doing wrong things all the time, and there's, there's something just not right about this movie. I, I've never seen the movie, but I have read the short story. Is the, is the Lawnmower Man in the movie by any chance like a, an ancient, like pagan, like satyr god who shows up and no, it's takes, no. it's takes Joe, all his clothes it's just, takes it's all his clothes off when he cuts the grass and then eats all the grass clippings and no, then like they didn't go no, that they direction a lot of that and, and then like starts pleasuring himself in the backyard. Like, okay, that's, that might be part of that's it. what. That's what the short story is about. I'm pretty sure Job is a really poor depiction of someone with a mental illness. Okay, okay. There are, there are no absorbed. computers. There's no computers or virtual reality. <laughs> the story Wait, really? is a lot of no. Ab- yeah, absolutely not. Everything yeah, I just the short descri- story has almost nothing to do with virtual like, reality or any of that like, stuff. Like literally everything I just described is the entire plot of that. Oh, short story. Like 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 the guy who the guy they call from the lawn service to come cut the grass is actually like some kind of like pan esque like satyr type figure who. Like, but, then he ultimately ends up like running the guy over with the lawnmower, but not into like the metaverse. Zero, zero, okay. zero computer or technology well, of any kind. Let's just say things went a bit different. There's it's, um, you know, it's an adaptation. I think there's what's what's the better, more modern one? Okay, here we go. Ready? The better, more modern one. Is there not like a Johnny Depp movie where he gets in the computer and is like in the in the brains of a computer? Isn't uh, I mean, there there's, there's, is? I don't think that movie was good. <laughs> the one you're thinking of. Another really great, great reference here to some. I'm looking it up. System. I, I remember. I, I honestly, God, I do remember the movie you're talking about. I don't remember what it's called, but I remember it being bad. Uh, uh, Let me look it up. Uh, into depth. Into depth waters not not to be confused with uh johnny mnemonic of course no no but johnny um, mnemonic never goes like pan glow like global transcendence oh, is the thing you're thinking oh yeah of. uh elijah wood's vr game got mm-hmm. it that's the one mm-hmm. uh i guess is there any good the computer there is a human brain in the computer not like mm. skynet like does it, Tron does Tron count? No, it needs to like it needs to like I've infected more like uh, it's infected the whole network and I I've achieved the next level. Um, there's you that, know, there, there's that Star Trek episode where Barkley becomes the computer. Okay, maybe that's the best one. That's you know, if that's the best we got, we got a, we got some work ahead of us. Oh, that episode's great. Come on, it's fine. No, that episode's fine. I have nothing against it, but also that should not necessarily be the high water mark for putting your brain in the computer stories. That's, is, that's fair. There is a, a series called um, We Are. I think it's called We Are Bob, which is a very mm-hmm. fun. Uh, the brain is in the computer. Uh, the human 
the human has become a computer uh, series, and that's that's that'll be my go-to. So, Alex, anyway, you are here, you are there, you are everywhere, you are Bob. Yes, I'm in your internet. Uh, Hello. How are wait, you doing? Wait. Hang on, you're Microsoft Bob. You Bob? What's my? I am. What's Microsoft oh Bob? I was wondering why you were smiling so much. Yeah. Oh boy, is Bob the what? Is Bob stand for Bob's something? Your uncle. Oh, okay. There's no Robert in the Italian Caravella family. Yeah, Joey Microsoft. is my uncle. Okay. No. There's no. There's no, no Microsoft Robert. No, it is Nikki, Joey, you know. There's no Bobby? There's no Bobby. All right. There's no, Bo- there's no Bobby in my tree. There's like five Tonys, two Joeys, and a couple of Nickies. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yes, it's not It's not a partridge, though, and don't you dare fucking touch my pear tree. Uh, let's, uh, I told you five I times, Carol. I some pears, Carol, man. I told you not to touch the fucking pear tree. Look, the dog just pissed on the pear tree. It's always a fun holiday around the Caravella household. We have a packed show today. It's uh, we do. We it, do. Here's what's going to happen here. We're going to uh, talk about uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. We saw mm-hmm. a, a preview, and then they kind of had their um, preview event public. And we're going to yes. talk a little bit about uh, that, which was unexpectedly. <laughs> was, we saw a long demo of it, thinking, yeah. "Oh, we we get to see this new game. It's going to be cool to talk about." And then they kind of showed part of that in public unexpectedly, but like some of it. We saw we saw a pretty long, like a thirty plus minute demo of that yeah. game. And so we'll get into that uh, uh, in a in a minute here. We're gonna have uh, Ali Ali World and Sifu. We're gonna talk about those games, and then we're gonna go break and watch the Nintendo Direct. But for you, it's gonna be seamless. And then yeah, you will know. Uh, check that out, and then come back and talk about that and the rest of the news, including what is going on with the Amico. So uh, we'll we'll get to all of that later on in the show. But first, Tommy Tommy Talamico Talamico. Yes, that's a, um, a, a Telemico. It's the Italian word for like, give me more money. <laughs> give me, dude, we're gonna need, we're gonna need slightly more money. We are extremely in debt. Please God it's, help it's us. It's Italian for it's my it's my money friend. Uh, let's get into Ghostwire Tokyo. Let's game, do it. That game looks great. I had low, not okay. Hang on. I did not have. Low I don't ex- know what my expectations. I did, yes, were. I did not have low. It's not that I had low expectations. I just didn't have any really. I just I didn't know what to think of it because yeah. I just felt like they had shown some like brief stylish clips of first person kind of magicy action, but that was about it. But like the demo we saw, I don't think had any cuts in it. Right? It was just like literally thirty straight minutes of gameplay. Like I don't <sighs> think that did- they chopped it up at all. Yeah, if they did, it was a very light, seamless kind of cut, but I don't think they did. But, you know, just to further your point, like, that game made a big splash when they had uh, Ikumi Nakamura on the, the, the Microsoft stage, or was it the PlayStation stage? One of those stages. Uh, to show off that game the first time, she sort of became, you know, kind of a darling of, of you know, like, personalities at E3. Right. Uh, and then not that long after that, she left the company. Right. Yes. And like, so it was that, sort of uncertain what that thing was going to be or how it was going to go. Right. And like, like that game looked fine when they showed it that last time. But obviously, like her being so charming on stage was kind of the real reason that blew up so much. Like, I still just didn't come out of that thinking the game like it looked fine, but I wasn't like jumping out of my seat. But like, yeah, it just showed really well. I thought like mm-hmm. it's an open world game. Like that's the thing, actually. That A I first not, person open. world. Right. Game. Like I did not expect going into it um, like. I don't know if the whole thing is set in Tokyo in that part of Tokyo. Like it's extremely, it's extremely wet pavement, neon lights at night kind of yes. vibe and aesthetic. I don't know if the whole game takes place there or not, but it is a full on big Tokyo map where you're just roaming around doing like 
spiritual magic combat and like kind of aerial traversal stuff on on the tops of buildings and, and stuff like that. It looks cool. Yeah, let's be clear. You are a spiritual warrior, <laughs> not by choice, but because another spiritual warrior who is dead is living in your brain and is giving you magical powers to combat all these goddamn yokai and ghosts and demons and shit that are around. Uh, uh, KK. Uh, not yes. Makes, not not of the slider variety. Oh, oh yeah, leave okay. off that last K for 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 savings. Really, it's yeah. just KK, and you are uh, Akito, uh, and I think the KK inhabits you. It is it is Japanese horror for sure. And like, if anybody remembers yes. anything else aside from that original presentation, it is that extremely disturbing presentation of the enemies, like the the, the people turning into spider people and uh, 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 the slender men with umbrellas and the kind of kind of gross uh looking horror going on there very japanese horror yeah there's there's like a lot of kind of good herky-jerky character animation on the enemies Mm -hmm. like they're just real stiff (laughs) and unnatural looking as they come at you which is pretty good uh it's all very uncanny uh, but the thing uh, i will say just out of the gate here watching that demo is really good hand waving stuff like the the, oh, yeah. the hand the the uh what do they call it ethereal weaving looks really good it's like um uh, uh you kind of just like like a lot of tension in the hands as like they're yes. like pulling almost like um doctor strange ish but like you know really kind of pulling against forces that aren't there and then these strands would appear yeah so like you're basically you're shooting like energy out of yourself as sort of like a way to weaken the spirits Mm -hmm. and then once you do that you can use this ability to sort of pull their like soul core (laughs) out i don't i forget what the exact term is but in the between that you are basically doing some like like heavy finger movement kind of like macrame you know (laughs) like type stuff but it's also spiritual macrame and you're pulling that stuff out and it all like it's good visual effects like it looks cool as hell it looks super and fast and um the thing uh the thing i wrote down in my notes here the whole the whole thing uh, running around and traversing kind of reminds me of an arcane game it's got like a little bit of like a, a death loop uh or um uh, geez, what's it called? The uh, the actual arcane game that came right before Deathloop. Dishonored. Dishonored in Dishonored Two. Like you, you have you have this kind of subset of mystical powers. You can do some pretty cool traversal stuff. It's first person, and it kind of moves very quickly, or at least seems to. And c- the section they showed definitely moved at a pretty brisk pace. But yeah, like imagine like an arcane game set in Kamarocho. Yeah, and it, it and it's uh, you know combat focused or you know seemingly combat focused from what they showed. Yeah, and puzzle solving, but uh, the aste- yeah the puzzle solving is seems more environmental than anything else. Like sometimes you'll be in an environment and stuff will get weird, and you'll kind of have to find your way out. Uh, the the effects they did on some of the stuff we saw in the demo with that house or the apartment complex was very cool. Like, uh, yes, uh, I don't know how far that'll go along, how different you keep that up throughout the course of an entire game, but that stuff was really neat. Like, very cool. Uh, uh, again, kind of Japanese horror style of uh, of effects. Yes, uh, stuff on the ceiling. You know, yeah, uh, like flipping rooms 90 degrees yeah Oops. like platforming on furniture that's sticking out of the wall stuff like that i wonder how much did they say what this was running on did they say this was ps5 i'm not sure they specified during the demo um it is ps5 only it's not a ps4 game it's just ps5 and pc but like i wonder how much like the faster load times play into that stuff because mm. It seemed like you were very seamlessly going in and out of apartment interiors and back into the city without any real loads and like 
like you said. Yeah, just like a quick black screen, and then you're there. And like those inside uh, levels, like you said, like change dramatically. You know, it seems like it seems like a lot of assets. Like there's a lot of stuff yeah. Yeah. changing in and out as you move, and it didn't seem like there's a lot of loads associated with that. It seemed pretty cool. It the whole thing, um, the whole thing. Like I said, it it kind of has that fast. It's like. I don't want to say Bethesda esque because I feel like that kind of maybe paints a picture. Well, it is Tango Game Wars, <laughs> right? But like you know, like Bethesda, Bethesda first person esque for me is not a, a mark of quality necessarily. More, ar- it depends on which Bethesda. If you're talking about <laughs> which division, of yeah, Bethesda. like I said, more arcane. Like it, it like it, yeah. it, um, it just it just seemed to move. Like it's got it's got a movement. Like the, the traversal with that kind of you you can like grapple onto enemies there are these specific enemies that you can use to move around and i thought that was super cool like it's a, got a verticality to steal an industry word now uh that i wasn't expecting from that game i really it is not it is not a narrative horror or for like a, a yeah. kind of linear narrative horror game which is what yes. i think i thought it was going to be that's first, first person yes. action uh of the non-specific shooter variety has come a long way since breakdown yeah. is what yes. i'm getting from this but yeah so that's also what i expected this game to be was just a linear level based story based kind of thing yeah. like i know this is entirely personal preference and some people think of this as a turn off but it being open world is what made me excited about it like i Pretty much 10 times out of 10, we'll take an open game that lets you explore and kind of do stuff on your own uh, than over a just fully linear scripted kind of thing. And I will say that like what they showed of the open world, like I wouldn't say that there was anything that they showed in there that looked like revolutionary as far as no. like open world design is concerned. Definitely but it not. seemed like that stuff was blended really nicely into the mechanics and the sort of story setting yes. that they were building. Like potential for storytelling. Like they did a couple of little side missions. They couldn't have been more than five-ish minutes each, but those can be like those can always be vehicles for good mm-hmm. tight short storytelling if you get some yeah. good writing in there you know there was like the, the little side quest about there was like some kind of house spirit that you were supposed to cleanse or something like that remember it was like a two-minute quest it's just like real tight little stuff you know uh but it's, it's having so, lots of little stuff to discover like that around looks like it's going to be pretty cool I didn't, I didn't necessarily get all this from the demo we saw but from the public demo um you're, you're running around closing gates basically you have to kind of cle- yes. cleanse these gates uh uh stop me if you heard this one before the world of the dead huh? has bled into the world of the living uh hey, the, happens the walls of the 56th precinct yeah. were bleeding it's a sign, all right. We're going out of business. That's right. Um, the yeah. So you're out there, all of uh, all of. I think it is uh, specifically Shibuya, but I don't know if the whole thing takes place there. And the, like a mist has come and absorbed the, uh, the people, and then the, the the demons have come. To be clear, it is not Stephen King's The Mist. This is a <laughs> legally distinct mist uh, that has different stuff in if it. If we are just here to talk about Stephen King short stories and novellas all all episode, <laughs> then bring it on. I've the only ones I've ever read are The Shining and Monkey Shine, so I can't really help you oh, out you here. Got a real like shine shine fetish, huh? It's the you know I didn't think I did, but now maybe <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, so I, my my takeaway, I actually came out of that demo, which is I assume their hope of these things. I really job well done because I came out more interested in that game than I was going in. So mission accomplished. Yeah, uh, I wasn't I wasn't not interested, but I am definitely interested now. Uh, I, I just really, those, the, the wavy hand animations just look really good. Like there's like some really good, I could see why that game would, would shine in first person mm. because, uh, seeing, seeing the, the, the magic hands going is a lot of fun. 
I, I hope the hope there's variety in those spells. It's elemental, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, like you know, fire, water, etc. Uh, I will say, if you are curious at all about uh, where Akumi Nakamura is these days and what she's up to, there was a piece that ran on Game Informer uh, last September, which I did not realize had come out and only read after the the preview embargo for this uh, came out. But it's sort of like, it's a pretty good overview of like what her life and career was prior to Tango Gameworks and what she's up to now. So you should go check that out. I think she started her own studio, didn't she? Yes. She has launched a new studio, and I think they are in the very early stages of putting something together. Interesting. Is she an artist or she's a developer? Yeah, she was. I think she was the art lead on Ghostwire, if I'm not mistaken. Well, she was a, no, the no, creative no, I'm sorry. Cre- creative director. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, she was an art lead on some, I oh, think, oh, on yes. Evil Within. And Okami. She was She was art, yeah. art on Okami. That's right. Uh, this, this also, I don't know when it got the date, but it is end of March, March 25th. Is that fairly recent or is that had the date? For that? It leaked a month or two ago. Like that date leaked a while ago, and then they finally got around to confirming it. Okay, I think they confirmed it when those previews started hitting. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, so that's hey, folks, that's soon. Full on, full on end of fiscal year release. Yeah, I really wanted to love the Evil Within games more than I did. Mm -hmm. I think the second one is a lot more interesting than the first one, but I just never quite like took to those. But I feel like I'm I I very into what they have showed of this one so far and I'm I want to play it. Yes, this looks way more like my kind of game from them. Uh I, I like I like a, a a narrative game. Most most big narrative games also do their fake hub world. Hey you can choose anywhere you go, mm-hmm. but really you're gated out because a big log is is blocking your way or this bridge is out so it's not really a, an open world game, but we're gonna fake it to make you feel like it's an open world game. But I I, I don't mind like a, a good narrative linear game but but i think i also bounced right off of the uh, evil within stuff even even the times i've gone back to it when we did them with abby and stuff to check them out um i don't know just like great aesthetics in those games just not my favorite playing i just like the games. look of this one it's just got a cool look yeah. a lot of neon a lot of glowy stuff uh the the creatures look really disturbing I just hope the combat holds up. You know, we didn't play it, obviously. Yeah. We, 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 and I hope there's good variety to it because, yeah. like, what they showed had good variety, but I hope that isn't, like, it. You know what I mean? At the same time, I hope it is never not night because <laughs> I don't need to see that environment in the daytime. Like, no. like damp damp and glowing and reflective in the nighttime is is the vibe, and I'd be fine if they just stick with that. Uh so yeah, maybe we want to go back to t- to Tokyo again, which uh, is maybe a weird thing to say about a game full of you know ghouls taking over the city. But yes, the 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 yokai cat kombini operator was the the moment for me where you oh like, god, that's so great convenience store run by a ghost cat. Like that was what made me. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I miss Japanese Seven Eleven. Uh, it's it's it, I don't know. Like I, I don't know what else to say about it other than like it's looks very it looks different enough where it's got me interested. Like it's, uh, and that's in, in 2022, like that's enough for me because there's so much, so much samey stuff coming out. Uh, and this feels at least aesthetically different, if not mechanically different than this is, this is a little bit of inside baseball, but I'd also like to just shout out the way they went about doing that presentation (laughs) for everyone, because, you know, since we've all been at home and the private, the the private one. Yeah, the like the way like we've had gone through a number of online previews for things over over the months, and I will say the way they had it set up, which was just everyone was in a chat room and they had a video thing that you signed up for, and we just sat there and watched it. Like it was, 
pretty well executed. I thought yes. it, was, it was literally like private, like a private Twitch. Like it was literally yeah. just a live video player with a chat room on the side, there, there, except that there were only like, I don't know, a hundred people or something. You could like smell the coffee urn and you know, the, the like little, little like plate of pastries that would be next to it at, at the event kind of thing. It, it, it mm-hmm. reminded me is the most virtual reminded me of going to a demo room that I think I've had since, since the pandemic, like sitting in a chair with my paper cup of coffee and a napkin, uh, watching mm-hmm. the demo. Maybe you have a crawler. Maybe you don't. Maybe I do. Maybe I do not. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was nice and yeah. <laughs> very different chat than the, when I watched the live one on Twitch, uh, weird, weird. Wonder why that was, uh, it was weird. Nobody posted uh, Xbox Dead D E D in the chat that mm-hmm. we were in. Uh, but boy, that was just scrolling, scroll, <laughs> scrolling by. Ghostwire Tokyo PlayStation Five PC uh, end of March coming out before the end of the fiscal year. It will be out. It'll be out. Like, probably the biggest game in March, as far as I'm interested in. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about it off the top. Like I'm interested in Gran Turismo Seven, but. I, I can understand if maybe that one is not as exciting for you guys. There's Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That is also end of March. Uh, I think that's the same day. Uh, yeah. And maybe we'll- Finally, Kirby's going to solve this apocalypse problem we got. <laughs> maybe we'll see what happens during that Nintendo Direct if there's more Kirby uh, and what, what the Forgotten Land is. Uh, is that it for Ghostwire? I think, I think so. so. Okay. Yeah. Let's, um, you know what? Let's take a break there. Let's take a quick mm-hmm. break. We'll come back with Sifu and Ali Ali World. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel them. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some, uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com nextlander. Rocketmoney.com nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. Okay, we are back, and let's talk about Sifu. Sifu? Sifu. Sifu. 
This is a uh, new game from Slow Clap, the makers of Absolver. Slow Clap's game came out uh, earlier this week. Uh, actually, I think it just came out as of the time of this recording yesterday for, for realsies. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of weird early. Like you buy into the deluxe edition and get a day or two of early access or something. It's um, it's it's a combat focused kind of third person. Get out there. I'm not going to say necessarily John Wickish, but action kung fu movie, uh, uh, painted with a kung fu movie brush. Yeah. I mean, they made I, they made a Hong Kong action. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like that much. is that is very much it is a pastiche of a lot of Hong Kong action things, de- like delivered through a combat system that is very, like I'm not going to call it from soft like, but they are definitely <laughs> doing a structure and a a design that feels like they're at least trying to evoke that. I mean, I, I would design wise, I would say basically they made a beat 'em up with the complexity of a relatively technical fighting game. Like or the depth yes. of one, like it is, it is, it's very much a. You're not quite literally scrolling from left to right, but you might as well be. In fact, you are in one specific sequence. Yes, I mean it's you know it's it's more traditional like 3D third person, but like it is a beat 'em up. Like it is literally just a level based like beat up a bunch of toughs on your way to a tougher tough like a, a boss. Like it, you know, it's got roguelike elements. Like there are repetitious parts to building up your skills and stuff, mm. but like. At its core, it's like a, it is a beat 'em up in a way that I don't think I've seen before because I feel like people have been trying to make that genre happen again for a while without a ton of success. Uh, this, I don't know, man, I'm torn. I, I think it is successful at what it's trying to do for the most part. I'm not sure if that is working for me or not. Well, it's a lot. It's it's demanding, man. It, it's demand. Like I think that's the kind of from stuff you were getting at, right? It's it's almost got mm-hmm. this more Sekiro, and, and that's it's got a it's got a um what do they call it? Not stance or poise. What do they call that meter? Structure. Structure. Structure meter. is yeah. like a guard break kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So like you have to kind of you have to be aggressive in in a sense of your you can't just sit there and block constantly because your your guard meter will break, and you want to you defeat your opponent's guard meter. Though it does, I've never hit a point, and I'm only up to the. Um, museum where it seems like guard meters go back up. Thank God uh, on the mm-hmm. enemy. They don't seem to recharge. Yours is re- yours will re- recharge, but uh, you, you can go from killing it to being down in a, in a matter of seconds. Terrible. Yeah. Enemies are very punishing, even the grunts. And so th- there is a lot of bobbing and weaving and blocking and parrying to try and make, sh- and also making sure that you are not being surrounded because the second they all get around you, you are basically leaving yourself open for some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it, like, like, yeah. like you know, you're you're after that flow state. Like, you really want to get into that flow where it's like, oh, I'm you know, I'm I'm countering, I'm parrying, I am like evading specific high and low attacks. Like, I'm doing everything right. You know, like, yeah, you want to feel like that, and like, I would <laughs> I would say my ceiling for feeling like that is like maybe three enemies at a time. Maybe your ceiling feeling two two is preferable. Like. Once I get much past three enemies at a time, like it is just a desperate mess of like getting hit from all sides and not countering very well or parrying at all. Trying to like trying to figure out which ones you can take down the fastest so that you can get out of of that position. Kind of like the big drug room in the first level is kind of the first major example of that where Mm -hmm. you're fighting at least like eight enemies at a time. And like, man, it's easy to get overwhelmed there. It is. But I I will say the one thing it very much has in its favor is that, uh, even as you do have to repeat parts and even as you do kind of have to kind of work through some of the same stuff, I have noticed appreciable improvement every single time I've done that. Like right after we, we streamed it on Monday 
And right after that stream, I finished the run that I had restarted uh, at the end of that stream, and I managed to get further into that boss fight than I had before. Nice. So yeah, you will. I get feel there. like I am moving through it. Yeah, you will absolutely if you dedicate the time to it. But like that's <laughs> kind of the thing you have to dedicate some time and and, and attention, not just time, but like yeah, you got to be on it. Like that- if, if you just if you just want to like crank up a game for thirty or forty five minutes at the end of a long day and like not engage your brain too much, do not play Sifu. Like, this really, is not that game. This is very much a lean forward, like really intently pay attention to what you're doing and try to learn. It like it's it, it's a lot. I, I you need to throw your whole ass into it. I no. uh I, I find the the learning curve on this one to not be graceful or 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 linear. It, it if I found it to be you go into you hit a wall and usually it's a boss mm-hmm. and then the boss requires you to learn some technique you were not doing before and then you can move on to the next level and then the next level you can kind of get your way through and use weapons to kind of get your way through or use some of the power ups and then you'll hit that boss of that area and be like you know i never i wasn't focusing on you know uh doing the side dodge or you know the duck and now i really need to do it for this boss especially that club boss is a real brick wall yeah Yeah, he's a fucker uh one thing we haven't elaborated on here is sort of like why you would need to repeat those levels or what that structure is so whenever you are defeated in battle uh you resurrect Mm. Uh, and you are at the bare minimum a year older. And then each time you go down after that with it, so you can, there's a multiplier that goes up each time you go down after that. And if you keep going down, it will just like, okay, you lose two years, three years, four years off your life. If you defeat the enemies that beat you, or you defeat a sub boss without going down, like later on, you can reduce that multiplier over time, but there is a hard limit. Once you're over 70 years old, you don't have any more resurrections at that point. And if you go down, that's it. That's the end of your run. It does save your progress from level to level. So like, for instance, I beat level one. Uh, my best age at that point was age 25. So right now, the default, whenever I go to the second stage, is age 25 with the multiplier that I had at that point. Right. So that stage, it, it just it saves whatever your best run was to start the next stage. But you do have to beat each stage before the next thing unlocks. And there is like evidence you are collecting along the way, some of which gives you access to like hidden paths in the older levels. Yeah. Uh, so there is a reason to go back and check some of that stuff out. Yeah, like you, that's that's a neat it's a neat Dark Souls-y. I mean, you know, like this developer made Absolver previously. I don't know if you guys played that. I I did, but it's been long enough that I don't quite remember how comparable. I've mostly forgotten what I played of Absolver. Yeah, been, All I remember is the look of it. It's been a while. I think the combat is pretty similar from what I remember, but it's much more of a Souls. But like this kind yeah. of has that element of like. Oh, I found a key card or a passcode mm. later on that will unlock a locked door that I couldn't open before, and that door happens to be a shortcut that lets me skip like three quarters of the previous level, which is kind yeah. of a neat like unlocking shortcuts kind of Dark Soulsy thing. Yeah, it's uh kind of to that point. I, I got past the club level, which is the second level, and I think I'm like seventy five. So my my run, I I can't just start level three over and over again and keep going. I really have to go back and redo level two preferably with a shortcut to get out of that level much younger because I have to get the shortcuts open in level three. And that's going to take me a lot of years. So I, so yeah, so I got the shortcut in the club level two that takes you straight to the burning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that just the, the trials? Oh, is that the train? So is that the main shortcut in that level? Do you get a shortcut that lets you bypass the trials as well? Because the trials are 
No, I think you Fuck. just get to bypass all the other bullshit in the club. Oh man, you get to bypass like, that one that one guy who who gets his own cutscene, but you still have the, to fight the, the kind of the kind of kickboxer yeah, looking guy. Yes, yeah. you bypass him, but you don't oh, bypass guy, the others. That guy sucked, but then yeah. the other trials people also suck. So See, like, you have to fight the, the one with it. the bow and the two people right before the boss who are vicious. Right, I've like, gotten that, to the point now where I can take the bow staff lady down pretty easily, but those two guys still suck. Like that's that's what I mean is like even these like sub boss, just Ugh. kind of slightly beefier regular enemy types are even even they are complete assholes. Like it's it, it's so I, the the club boss, um, the boss of the club, uh, mm-hmm. like my fourth time on that boss, I just stopped for a second because I I was, you know, it's a pain in the butt to get up to that boss. And then I, at some point I just stopped and was like, I just have to see what the heck is going on here because I'm just, I'm wiping out immediately. And yeah. there is pattern recognition on those bosses. You can, I, I was able to find a pattern on those bosses and then actually get past that boss. Not easily, but you know, relatively consistently, let's say like, um, mm-hmm. I was able to be like, okay, let's say six times out of 10, I can dodge every attack of this boss. But of course the other four times I'd lose a life. And when you're on a boss, there's no chance to regain the, the to reset the multiplier. So at some point you're just losing t- nine years at a clip, you know, you're just going down and you're like nine, nine years, nine years you know, or 10 years. It just keeps going up. Uh, and the bosses, and I knew that boss was going to have a second, second phase. And I was like, just barely scraping by the first phase man that boss uh yeah that was the one i was like okay i have to not just back away from the hits all the time i have to try and do the duck and and side dodging for this boss because i had not done that previously i i think my favorite part of that game i think brad you mentioned it is like there there are parts where they put fodder enemies in that take like one or two hits sometimes like running into the club, that first room you run into with the club and you have a baseball bat in your hand and you can take out like three or four people very quickly. I think that's my favorite part of that game. And yeah, whenever, whenever an enemy does that, like power up move where you try to do the takedown on them and they resist you and now they're super hard and they've got like a weird glowing aura kind of thing Mm -hmm. around them. Yeah. That's really deflating. Like, uh, yes. 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 It's like, Oh my God, I finally wore this asshole down enough to do the the execution. Now I gotta fight him again. And then, Oh, it just didn't work. Do you know why that happens? Is it if trying to take down when their health isn't low enough or something? Because the, because the game hates you. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But I, I like that stuff. I love picking up weapons. I like the Dude, interactions. It's the You never lean down to pick up an item. You always just kick it up with your foot without even like bending your spine at all. Like that that animation will never get old. Like it's so rad. It's very that, good. That, that to me is the game's great success is both the the combat system and just sort of the look of the combat like the feel of it the the way the weapon hits you know sort of connects the little subtle force feedback that comes with that as you are you're knocking pipes into people's skulls like that stuff is all really well done and i think their most cinematic moments at least the ones i've seen so far the one that kind of evokes the the old boy hallway fight and that that moment where you walk in the club and just start going ape shit like that stuff is all really well done I have two things with it that I think are not so great. So there are upgrades you get that are run specific and there are upgrades Mm -hmm. that you can turn into permanent unlocks over time. Those are like new attacks, basically. Um, And the way you do it is you unlock them first. And then if you want to keep dumping XP into those during your run, you have to do that five times for it to become a permanent unlock. 
So it essentially requires you to grind yeah, if you is, want all those yes. attacks and abilities. It is very and, grindy. And I don't mind a little of that, but I think five is over much. Like, I think if you were to say unlock this, then do it three times, I would feel a little less uh, any kind of way about it. Yeah, I would like, just say, okay, that's fine. Like, I've I've gone back to the first level and literally just bypassed all the shortcuts and gone the long way because you literally just need to fight more enemies to grind more XP to unlock moves faster. Like, it's... Yeah. Mm, I get what they were going for there. I'm not sure that, the, that they quite found the sweet spot. No, and I obviously we haven't finished the game. Uh, I'm I'm still working my way through that second boss. Vinny, it sounds like you made it to the third level. It's very hard. It's going to take time, but I will say just from what I've seen of it so far, I'm maybe just a little underwhelmed by the story and premise mm. of what they are putting down. Like, it's not bad. It's not disrespectful. Like I know there's been a lot of dis- discourse about the fact that it is a Western French studio making this very distinctly you know Chinese action game, but you know, it's my thing with it is that it just feels like it is going out of its way to just try and not offend. Like it is trying to be as respectful as it can, and it is kind of limited in what it can do as a result of that. It's, it's like it is like an extremely standard and basic uh, revenge story. Like, yes, there's kind of not who knows where it goes. Like, to be fair, I'm still also trying to beat the second level out of five. So who knows what happens? And I'm not sure if I'm ever going to see all of it. <laughs> Uh, it could go some weird places, but so far, yes, it is extremely, extremely someone close to you was wronged and now you are going to go get those who wronged them. Like but, that's it. Yeah. But even more than that, the, the part, well, so you have, a, there's some storytelling in the margins with the clues you pick up, but I haven't really been paying all that much they're attention. They're very marginal. Yeah. I like say. some like drug things going on, but there, it's like, there are hints of it. Because there's this supernatural element over everything where you have this power to revive and you get older throughout the course of a run. Nobody really acknowledges that you're getting older. They acknowledge you get back up. But then all the bosses also have this superpower, uh, a specific superpower. The first boss can make plants grow. The second boss is like a heat fire person. And in the intro to the story, the the main character or the main antagonist kind of steals this Pulp Fiction-esque box that has like, you know. Yeah, right. I forgot. Oh, yes, you're totally MacGuffin right. MacGuffin-esque that. thing that's just like, now I have it. Um, and so there's stuff there that's like, when it started, I was like, oh, okay. Like, let's figure out what's going on here with the the world. And then they don't they really acknowledge it ever again. And there's not, there's not much more dialogue than I'm here to find X boss, right? Your character. Mm-hmm. Which way to X? Where's Sean? Where's I mean, Sean? I would bet. I mean, Alex, I bet Alex could speak to this uh, more experientially than I can. But my guess is like that style of mystical storytelling from film is like very much a less is more kind of thing. Right. Probably like they kind of I, I would guess they probably go out of their way not to explain. Some it of depends. It. I mean, it depends on, on who's making the movie and what their story they're trying to tell. Like there are ones that are very similarly austere and there are ones that are very just like, I'm going to explain everything to you. But sure, like, that, that's fair. I guess. I mean, I was thinking like Pulp Fiction, for example, because the thing yeah. in the intro of this, like quite literally is just the Pulp Fiction briefcase. Like it, they open it off frame and it glows on their face. Yeah. Like it is exactly that. I'm like, I would just and, assume and- that they'll do the same thing of like, oh, what that is doesn't actually matter. Yeah, and to clarify, it's not that I think that the game needs to go further out of its way to explain itself or add more story texture or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, if I'm being completely honest here, 
there's really not that big of a difference between the story this game is trying to play down and something like Kung Fu for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Like, the line between you are avenging, you know, your father and Sifu and you need to rescue Sylvia from Mr. X is not very... Like, that's a short line. Please. Sure. Karateka. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you, you gotta work your way across all these bosses. He just needs an eagle. The, yeah. Uh, it's... I, I am enjoying it. I, I don't think I need more story. The thing that I w- would like is just some more fleshing out. I think this getting old, the getting older mechanic is a little shallow. Like it's, it, it's cosmetically interesting. Your character, my character's hair gets longer. You can play as a, a man or a woman. I'm playing as a woman. Yeah. Her, her hair gets older, uh, longer, her hair gets gray and she kind of gets a little more wrinkly. Your health yeah. goes down a little bit as you get older and, uh, your damage I think also goes up a little bit and that, and that's kind of it really. Like you, yeah. you know, you're but, not much slower. You're not like, yeah, like you know. the, the, the male character obviously grows a beard out over time and that kind of, Yes. Do they do the same weird voice processing on the female character? Cause the way, as you <laughs> age as the male character, they literally just like pitch the voiceover down ah. in a way that it sounds kind of artificial. I'm not sure. Like, there's so little dialogue in it. I, I don't know if I've ever caught it. I, like, I, I understand what you're saying because I actually thought that maybe they changed the voice actress at some point. So, but maybe it was just um, them doing processing on it. It was. It was extremely obvious to me because I got to the club at age 67 the first time, and then immediately, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, very close together, also replayed level one and got there at mm-hmm. 25, and like heard the same line within minutes of each other. And it's extremely obvious in a kind of clumsy way. You are officially too old to go to the club, my man. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, I will say, by the way, we're not calling it the club because we have forgotten what it is actually called. Like, oh, no, it is literally the club. Like that is the name of the club. Literally, level. the sign outside the building just says the club. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I, I wish there was a little more character customization. Like, if nothing else, there's like a lot of the enemies have some cool stuff <laughs> on that would be cool if you could unlock. Yeah. Like sunglasses and bracelets and stuff like that. Yeah, let's put those stunner shades on it's, your reven- your your kung fu revengeance man. Oh yeah, it's definitely not that type of game. But in some ways, I wish it were that type of game. Are you just picking up sunglasses yeah. off the ground and putting them on? Yeah, it'd actually, be because they drop them, they quite literally yeah. drop off of the enemies that are wearing them. It would be really cool if you could just pick them up and put them on on the spot. Uh, it's it's a game I really like. It's a game I can see myself almost like Returnal hitting a wall where. I know what's required of me. I just don't know if I have it in me to put that kind of time in. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm with you. Uh, I, I think I like playing this a lot more than something like mm. a returnal. And I think that's, what's probably going to propel me forward. Like, I, like uh, what, kn- knowing that I have to go back and do that club again to uh, get myself. I, so I'm in the club at 21, which is a great uh-huh. age to be in the club. Uh, I think that's when you're allowed to be in. the club. Uh, and so I, I got past that first part at 20. I don't know if I'm ever going to do that first part again. So, but, I gotta get I gotta get to the next part in my thirties or something. Otherwise, I'm never gonna do it. Yeah. Now you gotta go back there when you figure out how to unlock that private room. Yeah. Or like, I'll also say the move unlocks. While there are some I really like, a lot of them are the focus is like a power up focus uh, ability that maybe I just need to use a lot, lot, lot more. But um, like half of the things you unlock are focus abilities, and I just don't use it as much as maybe I should. The focus bar is very short at the start. Uh, and you can yeah, you really that. need to build that thing up. Yeah. So I wish there were kind of just a couple more moves to unlock, but um, snap kick. And there were a couple. There are a couple that I just wish weren't unlocks at all. <laughs> like the one that is the uh, use environmental objects, not weapons, but like you know, like kick you know footstools yeah. and other things into people. Like that's an unlock, and I feel like that's a thing you should just have. Yeah, it's a cheap one though. You you can grind that. No, one that, out. One, that one's like a thousand XP, I think. Oh, are the cheap ones like five something? 
The yeah, cheap ones are five. The middle yeah. ones are seven fifty. Okay. Yeah, and then there's some that are like twelve hundred or twelve fifty, fifteen hundred. Um, what does the museum look like? Because like first level is kind of like aesthetically just sort of fine, but kind of mm-hmm. flat. But then like here's your here's your generic crime <laughs> warehouse, right? But that the club in the second level has got some really nice like visual flourishes. Like, but I don't know when or if I'm going to see the museum. I'm just kind of curious, like how it's cool. What, what they do with it. It's very different. Like it's like, it's like SF MoMA. Like it's very white, um, a steer with a lot of interesting, actually art exhibits in it as you're kind of going Mm. through. Um, Do you kick people through them? Uh, if you're good enough, you probably can. Uh, okay. Mostly I am, they come at you with knives in that one. Everybody's got, Oh no, everybody's got knives and, and machetes now. Uh, which also means you will get a knife and a machete. They just you, like, I mean, if they follow the beat em up trajectory, <laughs> then by level five, everybody will just have machine guns. Right. We need ch- uh, chains and whips, and then we'll have machine guns uh, popping out the door. I. You think that game gets a anybody gets a gun ever? Or would that be against the entire? Like, I can I see a boss it. having a, like a gun that they pull out once in a while during a move. I think it needs to be the Yakuza rules, which is to say that you can get shot, but it doesn't really do anything other than, you know, like a strong attack. Mm. So it's like everyone gets shot, but unless it's cutscene shot, you're not dead. Okay. I mean, I assume the, you see everybody in the intro and I think the art, the, the boss for the uh, museum has that, um, scorpion style, uh, thing on the chain, right? The, uh, uh, I forget what the weapon is called, but it is like the spear, but the chain spear thing. Uh, that's what, at least that's what she had in the intro cutscene. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, like again, there's some like wallpaper storytelling that I wish they do- dove in a little bit more of, and maybe they do. Maybe if you find hopefully it. they will. Yeah. You know, by the time we get to the end of it, Sifu available yeah. on uh, uh, PS5, PS4, and PC, forty dollars. Uh, yes, I, we- I respect it. I think it's going to be very love or hate with most people. Like, mm. you know, if you were in for this kind of hardcore challenge or not. Do we know any information on timed exclusivity on this or they have, they, uh, I don't think so. I don't think they've indicated. Okay. okay. Um, switching gears. Uh, well, I guess this is also a timing based game, but different tone in a different way. Uh, Ollie, Ollie world. We talked a little bit about this one, uh, month ish ago mm. when they sent out a preview build, but it, uh, the full game is now out. Uh, yeah, this one's out pretty much on everything. This is thirty dollars. I um I played a bunch of this. Um, it is. What was your experience? Have you played the original Ali Ali? I don't think so. Playing this, I thought okay. I thought I had. I played a decent amount of Bit Trip Runner and Bit Trip Runner Two, which this seems okay. very similar to that. It's in the neighborhood. Uh, and it is a kind of you know go left to right mostly. Sometimes you're going right to left if you you know switch back on a half fight. But uh, you know, timing based, trick based. Uh, skateboarding game yes with a really fantastic um aesthetic and vibe like i I really like the world they have yeah i think i called it uh pendleton wards pro skater before it very much has that kind of adventure timey like everything's a little bit weird and goofy and cute but also it's not so outlandish that it just you know like it's still a bunch of skate people (laughs) but those skate people are wizards and you know like a variety of other like and like sometimes they are flower people like it's a bunch of different things like that this character has ice cream for hair uh yes th- that kind and of no thing. one remarks upon it really it's just kind of okay no you can unlock i think that you can unlock the ice cream here i think the character creator mm-hmm. is great two two things that'll very very deep character awesome creator. character creator and not only that when you're playing the load between the load screens you see your friends list characters yeah. doing tricks and 
Listen, my friends, Alex, you made a really sick character. Abby Thank made you. a sick character. Dan Riker made Dan, Dan just Dan just made Dan Riker. Well, everybody <laughs> kind of mostly made yours is not necessarily you, but like Abby just looks like yeah, Abby. I gave myself more hair. That's uh, a, that is a that is a cool ass feature. That was really cool, and it made me yes. realize like, oh, I did not make my character look at like me at all. But uh, my character looks dope as hell. But it is should, not me. That should be. I mean, you know, that, that might not be appropriate for like Starfield, but. Any other game with a character create anything, anything of this caliber, anything that this is kind of light and arcadey like this that has a character creator that would be rad to, pull. especially if it has a good one, because yeah. this is one where right. you do want to, to show like, off your character. To, to pull that stuff in dynamically from the people you know is is extremely cool. Really fun character creator. I mean, it's 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 simple, but there's a lot of the only thing I don't like about it is a lot of times you're just picking stuff that covers up other things, like jackets that'll mm-hmm. cover up your shirt, that'll cover up your tattoos, that'll you know. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I spent a decent amount of time in there and the and showing off the characters with the friend's name on the thing, doing a trick is fun. Uh, yeah. Level to level, I, if I had to level a, a, a criticism, mm-hmm. yes. too much chatting before you start a run? Like every level? You, know you can skip that, right? Like completely skip? Because I punch through the dialogue. Usually it lets, they have to say their first line, and then once they do that, they say there's an option on there that's just like, I just want to go skate, oh, and then you yeah. just go do that. Well, sometimes, yeah, sometimes there's back and forth, uh, but like I'm just trying to read it as quickly as I can to, to kind of get it, mm-hmm. but, but they chat for a while before almost every run. Uh, yes, and they are- because there is a crew of skaters that kind of hang with you the entire time. You were trying to become like the ultimate skate wizard, like you were trying to replace the existing. Sk- it's sort of like Spiritfarer, <laughs> but for skate wizards. <laughs> and so you're kind of trying to take over that. They think you're the candidate. Yeah. You're the one that's going to take over, but you have to go through the five different worlds to do that. But it's all very positive. It is all yes, yeah, very posy vibes. The, the skate, the current skate wizard is there to retire, and it's like, well, I don't know, maybe you're the skate maybe, wizard. Maybe you're the one. Let's find yeah. out. And all the skate gods are. Are sitting there and was it Skate Hala, Narhala, something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's something along those lines. Uh, and you know they're like, "Come skate with us, man! This is this is cool." I did not. I played a decent amount, but I still did not get to tutorialize manuals. I, I did not reach that part. I think I'm in the. I think I just beat the woods, or I'm in the woods. Yeah, I just I beat the woods and I'm in the third biome now. I can't remember. I think I might if if there was a tutorial for that, it probably happened a while ago when I was playing the preview build. So okay. I don't remember where that was, if it is at all. But I will say I I I thought I remembered them saying this game was intended to be a little bit easier than some of the previous Ollie Ollie stuff. Mm. I have not found that to really be the case, which is not to say that I think it's impossible or even really super difficult, but like that is a game where if you are if your brain is a little bit off at all, like yesterday I was playing and before my brain meds kicked in, I was like stuck on two levels that I could not beat. Mm. And it was just because it was like a mixture of wall riding and grinding that I was just not getting the timing on. Then after about an hour of that, after let's say my Concerta kicked in, uh, suddenly I was in that groove and I was just knocking those things out left and right. I wonder if you were in the same one that I was on because I was really stuck on a wall ride grind level two where I couldn't get the height coming off a wall and I kept slamming into a cliff. And it- So my problem was that I refused for a long time to beat a level using checkpoints yeah so you i just was trying to do right. the entire run the entire way through and at a certain point i gave up on that and started practicing those late level areas yeah. that i kept fucking up on and that helped a okay. lot and actually like oh if you just do this repeatedly you will understand what you need to do here i still had a little bit of trouble of not realizing how you gain height 
coming off a grind to start a wall ride a little higher, like doing a trick. Does that make you go lower doing a trick? Does that make you go higher uh, or, yeah. or gaining speed sometimes too? Sometimes it feels like I just slowed down and I'm, right. and I'm pushing and, I'm not- and a lot of that is just timing based. Yeah. And so you're, you're almost all of the actions are being done with the left stick. Like you were rotating in a mm-hmm. direction to do a, one of a variety of tricks you try to when you land, you're pressing the A button, right? Uh, or you know the X button, whatever controller you're using, uh, to try and like do a perfect landing. But generally speaking, almost all that stuff is done with sticks. Yeah, like the, if you're doing a, a grab, that's the right stick. Uh, I think the trigger does a the spin, spins you around, right? Mm-hmm. And then the um, uh, the, to do like to preload tricks, you could like just start spinning that stick around in all mm-hmm. weird wackadoo directions to try and do uh, more advanced tricks. Uh, it's a, like, it, it's got a nice flow and I have found it pretty like, just get up and go again, especially if you're using the checkpoints, yeah. just like get up, go and, and cruise through the challenges. It does are have tough. a very quick, it has a quick restart. So, yeah. you know, you, you like, you don't have to wait around for, for stuff to restart. Uh, I gave up trying to 100% levels pretty quickly. Like all the challenges, oh, yeah. uh, that were like, don't, don't hit any of the cats. Do hit the cats. Don't hit any of the, you know, like that. If like, I hit them all my way, great. Yeah. If I don't, it's not a big deal. The only thing I'm trying to do is make sure I'm, I'm beating the scores I need to beat to <laughs> unlock the side, but like bonus stages. Uh, dude, dude, what's the rival thing? So the rivals thing, I think, is baked into their multiplayer. St- okay. Are you talking about like just the the three no like, like writers? No, I, one time I was playing, it was like a rival has appeared, and the rival was on that stage, and I couldn't figure out how to necessarily interact with the rival. So all the all I know is the multiplayer stuff, which I've not really messed with that much, is all asynchronous. Mm. Um, so it is about beating challenges and times and scores and all that stuff. Uh, but it is, there's no simultaneous multiplayer. I think that's what the, so it's like a ghost. It would be like like a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I mean, again, I like, I like, I like the vibes it's putting down. I I really enjoy it. Um, I wish they loaded the, I wish they didn't spread out the moves and the tutorials as much as they do. Like you're, you're, it's a kind of slow introduction. Like you'll learn the landing thing and that learn another thing for a while, like three or four runs. And like, I just want, I kind of want all the moves a little faster, uh, and not to have to spend time without tutorializing, you know, at that pace. But other than that, it's fun. I mean, it's 30 bucks. It's yeah. I think, I think I'm going to play with the kids. I think it's a, got a a great tone and art style. I really like it. I was playing on a PC. Um, where did you play it? Alex? I'm playing on PC also. Did you notice any like slowing down ever? Ran no, fine for you? I have no, I, I actually have not noticed anything okay. as far as like it, it chugging or, or anything feeling like it was out of step. I, I don't want to say actually, I, I don't want to go to commit too hard to any performance stuff because I was playing a, on a steam link. This game is very, mm-hmm. it moves. So I don't know if that was me and B you're just constantly looking at the edge of the screen constantly. So I, yes, it's one of those things where I'm not sure if anything is actually slowing down. Do the characters in the intro dialogues, are they missing frames on purpose? That that is, yes, I think that is by stylistic design. choice. Got it. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, I think that could have also been throwing me off. Yes. It has the look of you are, you just de-interlace this video very quickly <laughs> and you only got the, the, the down frames. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a little disconcerting sometimes because the game, then kicks into like full frame as you're as you're doing everything else. Yeah, fun game. I think I think I think this is the game that has made me realize you cannot take your existing franchise name and put world after it and not make that an MMO. Like, mm. 
whenever you do that, I'm just going to assume this is some sort of open multiplayer version of the thing you have made. It's like the World of Warcraft rule. You're not wrong, like, but at the same time, Super Mario World does say, predate, predate uh, that, and the map style in that game is this, very Super this Mario This is exactly okay, Super Mario World with little donut, like little rings you're just moving on to. Yes. to um, it literally, it, like the biomes feel like it, there, there might as well be a donut level. Yeah, it is. It has to be. Now that you mention it, it has to be referential to that, right? Like it is. I would think so. Okay. Like, it feels like it knows what it's like it, doing. But, See, but, now that they called it Super Ollie Ollie yes, World. Was, mm, yes. No, that's the sequel. <laughs> uh,. I wonder if they were just like, we can't, we can't, it's super, we're going to call it Subu. <laughs> like, we can't do it. It's just, just call it Ollie Ollie World. Uh, 40 bucks available kind of on everything, it looks like. Uh, out now. Oh, sorry, 30, 30 bucks. 30, 30, 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, there is some Rad Land edition, which is more, I don't know what it comes with uh, when I was looking yeah. up, but yeah, 30, sorry, 30 bucks. Uh, catch it. Is it, it's not Game Pass, right? I, didn't, I think don't so. think so. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see it on there, but I think it's a fun one. I can confirm. I've enjoyed it. Hang on. Okay. Yes. Instead, actually. Uh huh. You just gotta look at Game Pass, see if it's on there. No, I'm I'm going one better. Okay. I'm going to uh, instant domain search. Okay. And you're okay. Going to- is it on GamePass.com? Is already taken. Okay. What does that bring you to? Can we? Can, is it a usable site? Mm, there is nothing there as of now. What a waste. Okay. But somebody has had that idea. Um, I registered once uh, a domain, and I don't think I own it anymore. I didn't preorder.com to, uh, and my idea was, oh, it would try to track availability of a game back when people had to go to stores to buy games of uh, in-stock places for a game because I never pre-ordered stuff and then was always like, oh, I do actually really want this game and it's sold out everywhere. Remember you had to buy games at a store and they had uh-huh. vaguely uh, availability. Instead of just downloading everything. Yeah. Yes. Or instead of consoles being the thing that you just can't find anywhere. It was games as well. You got to pre-order that. You gonna get the, want the strategy guide with that. Oh, you didn't pre-order, no. huh? Well, like, like I said, even a $40 game like Sifu now is doing the like, Hey, get the nice edition and you can play it a couple days early. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a di- different landscape. All right. Should we take another break here? I think this is yeah. uh, another good spot. So we're going to take a break. We are going to go watch the Nintendo Direct. Yes. Which is happening. to be happening. Yeah. Like <laughs> right in the middle of when we normally do this. Uh, our podcast. We are going to uh, come back. We're going to record our thoughts about what they say there. Uh, and then we're going to have the rest of the news uh, uh, that we pulled after that. So yes, uh, when you travel through time is what you're saying. There's going to be a whole bunch of, this is the best time loop mechanic of 2022. So we're going to have a whole bunch of jumping through time. Stick with us. You won't any, get confused. Any, any predictions before? Oh, I mean, on the other, on the other side of this, we will have seen, uh, we yeah. will have seen. Sp- so what do you Splatoon got? Soon three will be shown again. Hmm. Uh, Kirby will be shown for sure. Yes, yes, that seems like a lock. Any, any like unannounced or kind of long shot stuff though? I'm gonna say no Metroid. That you can think of no Metroid. I'm also gonna say no Metroid. I think, I think the only Metroid that could even conceivably be there is the Prime trilogy that people just assume they are doing forever. Because uh, why wouldn't they? Because they already put that on the 
we is it possible they do any kind of update for dread like any additional content thing oh, i don't think so that's just not really early. their style to expand yeah. stuff like that like Nintendo's yeah, fair enough for especially something like that is very much a, like one and done kind of thing i mean they could you never know so wait like, what did I, you I, say brad you said uh prime what? trilogy like people oh, people have just been assuming because they did that prime trilogy collection yeah. on the wii like that's there you know all they need to do is port it like people have just been assuming forever and they should do that like there's a lot of stuff that should be on the switch like right. Wind Waker HD, let's say. Oh yeah, please. They should they should really put Wind Waker HD on the Switch. Just bring just bring the make a Zelda collection with everything. And um, well no, because they charge sixty bucks per pop, so mm-hmm. they're not gonna do that. Uh Breath of the uh, Wilds, uh new stuff. The, no. No. I, I no, now. I think that's that's too Okay. I don't too know. far flung. Too and and too uh, prestigious i guess the word i'm looking for like i feel they like they would do an be, entire thing around yeah that. i feel like there'd be more build-up or there would be more kind of pomp around a breath of the wild 2 thing where this just feels like ours oh also you know they also actually specifically said this is the first half of 2022 stuff and that, uh, that thing I, is, I, I don't think that thing's even coming out this year i could see a one last thing snap and there's like one scene with maybe a, a they put a date on it and that's it uh, and, and they kind of commit to a date and they don't show anything else. I can see that being the end teaser. Hey, one more thing. And then it's like uh, shows link and it's like, you know, 2023 or something like that. Uh, I bet they, we get some Pokemon current Arceus stuff and then we get a new Pokemon thing coming. I feel like Pokemon is hot right now. Is it an old Pokemon thing, though, that is coming new uh, to, the, to the Switch? They did that Diamond and Pearl stuff already. So I, I feel like if they're going to do something in the first half of this year, it can't be another new thing. Mm. Mm. I think they, the, do, they still do still have N64 games to put out. Uh, the, big, the big thing going around this morning, I think I saw people saying that Shigesato Itoi, the Earthbound guy, was mm. tweeting about this direct. And of course, any mention of Earthbound whatsoever <laughs> aflames the mm. internet. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what that. That's probably like maybe some maybe Earthbound and Mother stuff coming to the. What do they call it? It's not Virtual Console. Um, I don't even uh, know if there's a specific name for it's the Nintendo Switch Online like yeah, backwards compatible yeah. stuff. I forget. I forget what their term for that stuff is. But uh, uh, Mother and Mother Two, seventy five dollars a piece coming to the mm-hmm. Virtual Console. Is there Mother Three? Yeah, they made a Mother... Th- like, I'm not an Earthbound person at all, so I'm not the authority here. I think Mother 3 was a... Game Boy, oh, it was for Game Boy Advance. Okay, mm. I think that one never got translated. I could okay. be wrong. I believe that's never had an official English translation, so... Okay. Well, people will be were, excited to see that. If they were doing something with that, for example, that would be a pretty big If they deal. were doing literally anything with that franchise, people will lose their minds. Oh, there also was a Nintendo 64 version of that game. Okay. Um, but but yes, like demand for Mother Three uh, has increased. Frothing demand for Mother Three has increased over the years. They've got to fill out that N sixty four library. So uh, yeah, so who knows if something's happening there? Anyway, uh, Mother likes her releases. Mm-hmm. Piping hot. Thank you. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> We're gonna be back very shortly with the answers to all of these piping hot theories. Stick around. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just 
better. I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. Yeah. What are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh-huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast That's what enough. they all it's- say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. Jesus fucking Christ, what the hell was that? <laughs> Dude, I don't even know where to start with this thing. Mouthful <laughs> mode! Coconut oh. Mall! So we Chrono are, Cross! We are we are back and uh Who's, uh, who's we, Lawrence? Who's Lawrence Tierney? We, uh, uh, he's the guy who played Elaine's dad on Seinfeld, and he was also oh. in. Uh, you know, he's just a very gruff. He was in that that FMV thing that we played, the one from the nineties they remade. Remember, oh. he was the he was the general guy that was okay. sitting in the limo right. the whole time. Right, him. Okay, oh. and now now also the star of Nintendo's MLB the Show announcement for the Switch. Okay, let's be clear. That is someone doing a very good Lawrence Tierney impression. Lawrence oh. Tierney is dead. But oh, nonetheless, okay. I did not know. Okay, it was very close, though. I see. Um, well, uh, we are back. So and, uh, many things. We we watched the Nintendo Direct. We just it just wrapped up not more than ten minutes ago. Dude, um, uh, the Nintendo Switch is a weird platform. That is, it's only getting weirder from here, my friends. This is the weirdest direct I have ever seen. Like what? <laughs> It was the most, we found a bunch of old games at the bottom of a bag stream I have ever seen. It's specifically like their attempt to apparently get every 90s Squaresoft RPG for the Super Famicom that was not localized in English already onto the Switch? What? Like, Chris Kohler on Twitter said he counted four. I'm trying to, okay, so there's Chrono Cross Remaster. Yes. Which includes Radical Dreamers, which... I certainly never thought I would hear the word Satellaview on a Nintendo Direct, <laughs> which was the add-on for the Super Famicom that delivered bite-sized games over satellite, which is the only platform that ever hosted Radical Dreamers, which is the weird little connective game between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. And apparently they're localizing that into English and including it with this Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. Now, to be clear, is like, this the what? only place this remake is appearing? Uh, I doubt it. I'm not sure. I think we talked about it. Those rumors have been swirling for a while that they were doing yeah. something new with Chrono Cross, except that I, th- I think then it was much more, the idea was much more that it was going to be some kind of full remake, like lavish, expensive thing. And this just looks like an up Yeah. Like Chrono Cross is a PlayStation 1 game with pre-rendered backgrounds. So these backgrounds, let's say, are maybe a little gnarly looking. Okay, that's... Uh, but. But that's a like, big one. That's one that we had at least had some rumblings. There's, might there's, there is Super Famicom RPG number one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see. Front mission. 
Uh huh. Front Mission, the Super Famicom tactical RPG with giant robots mm-hmm. named Vonzers. I can't believe they like like really weird to hear like the actual German pronunciation of a fake word in this thing. So yeah, they're doing a full remake of Front Mission. Should we take a break from Super Famicom RPGs? No, let's no, just no, get to run down. Let's I do mean, it. Live Alive? What? Which I had never even heard of. Dude, Did our so chat like, seem to recognize as like, yeah, like that's I, a pretty like, wild dude, thing? Like Even I, who in the 90s cared about these Super Famicom Squaresoft games that weren't making it over enough to keep up with them, like barely know what Live Alive is. Like, even... As I was staring at Romancing Saga and Front Mission and stuff like that in magazines going like, man, I wish that stuff would come <laughs> over here. Like, even then, I barely knew more than the name of Live Live. I still have basically no idea what that is. But, uh, but they're doing an HD version of it. Okay. And I don't know what the fourth one is. Kohler said there was a fourth, and I'm not sure. Is that counts? One, which one he's talking about. But this, is, this was a... Sorry to just hijack this discussion, but no, by all means. I mean, there's fucking, a lot to get through here, so it's so weird. I mean, that, that all these games are coming out. So I, I'll okay. We'll switch. We'll put a let's put a pin in that. If we find mm-hmm. out what the fourth one is, jump right in. Because the thing that was even weirder to me was the stuff that's like, hey, we're bringing Star Wars there, but not Star Wars um, Jedi Fallen Order. We're hey, bringing- do you remember the Wii version of uh, Force Unleashed? Yes, we're bringing Force Unleashed. Because I played it on the Xbox 360 (laughs) where it was at least like a normal functional game. Uh, So they're bringing (laughs) bringing Force Unleashed over. They're porting the, like, did they explicitly say it was the Wii version? They referenced the Wii version in the announcements, and I have to imagine that this is like a, they are working off of that, though I assume they are doing some work to it. I mean, it sure does look like the Wii version and not the 360 version, which should theoretically run just fine on a switch but here we are and and then also portal and portal 2 are coming to the switch you know just like literally honestly, announcing this days after the steam deck started making its way into people's hands yeah you're i mean you're not wrong that is actually a little bit conspicuous timing but like also if people are really bumping into the performance ceiling on the switch as hard as they seem to be i guess that is a valid other direction if we can still got like two three more years of switch to just start putting out a bunch of old games on there instead. But but then like Whiplash style, you're all we also got a No Man's Sky is coming to the the Switch. That has to be a streaming version. Of I don't they game, didn't right? say that. They did not yeah, say streaming not, version. Yeah, they did not say uh I don't know, man. Like that game it didn't run horribly on <laughs> consoles, but it didn't run amazingly either on the PS4 and Xbox One. Like it did not I don't know how that's going to go. I, so I know I know, I, I will say, I know they made a ton of in, uh, engine improvements to that game when they mm. got it into VR, because they had to make it run better for VR, so, like, it's entirely possible that all the work they did on the engine for that have, 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 has improved it enough that it could run on the Switch. And I know it's not a huge game, right? Because a lot of it's procedurally generated, and a lot of, or a lot of it is um, seed-based, right? Like, it is it's kind of yeah. built out from, like, the assets might not be super huge. I don't even know oh, what yeah, the, yeah, ins- yeah, the install, yeah, install is. Yeah, the install is not gigantic. Uh, but that... I don't okay. I the switch in this presentation came off as like just this mishmash platform of you're getting some games late and not a yeah, better like, version of them. Like fifteen years late. <laughs> like fifteen years in late, but not like the HDified four K awesome. Because they can't do that. Yeah, right. I mean that's, that's it's, you know. It's it's such a weird thing. Like 
I'm trying to think, like, I, I don't know exactly what a good reference point for the Switch is, like kind of an Xbox 360 plus, I guess I would say. Which is like, dumb, of, like a bin, like just a big bin. It's um, like somebody took the like GameStop bin of stuff that was maybe like at five or ten dollars at this point, And was like, can you make all here's a here's a bunch of games. Can you just make them all work on the Switch? What do we got in here? I mean, we got Star Wars. I mean, we got some Portal. Apparently uh, a copy of Klonoa 1 and 2. <laughs> Because they are putting out a Klonoa one and two. Fuck, man! Like what? Did I, again, I don't hate it. It's just it's weird. No, weird. No, there's not a single one of these that I would say. Why did they do that? It's like okay. I mean, I would say why did they do that? Not because I don't think it should be there, but because it's just shocking to me that like this is how deep into the bag they're pulling. Dude, I'm like I'm sitting here looking at this footage of Klonoa on a Switch, and it's just like I the Squaresoft stuff. All I can think of is that maybe that Legend of Mana re-release did surprisingly well for them and they were just like well we got this whole back catalog and it's pretty mm. cheap to localize these so let's just start putting them out well and on top of that you give the fact that like they know they have to stretch this console's lifespan at least a couple more years they've got yeah. to find some stuff to backfill with and it's like they know that sony is certainly not going after the old games market and microsoft doesn't necessarily have the same access to that kind of old library that they do so why not fucking do this shit i I feel like we're we're like burying the lead of actual new Switch games. No, 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 that's we saving about, that for last. But like, talk, it's just no, oh, I know, I know. I, yeah, like I, I'm just saying, it's like th- this old stuff is so weird. I can't think about anything else. It is very weird. I mean, that's uh, the the new stuff is the stuff you'd expect from a Nintendo Direct, right? Like, hey, we're yeah, gonna like get, Fire we're Emblem, gonna, but yeah. Muso game. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, boy, like. <laughs> That was I, I, people were not happy with how that yes. kicked off. The, the very consistent reaction <laughs> I saw was basically like, "Yay, Fire Emblem! Oh, Boo Warriors!" Like nobody <laughs> wants more of that. But here we yeah. are. All I mean, right. Never mind. Never mind that the last like that that Hyrule Warriors on Switch did not run especially well. So, uh, I don't know that this is going to be any better. But here we are. So there, there were a couple of, uh, of big announcements, uh, or I. Stuff that I thought was. Oh, what do you think? Of your was your biggest? Oh, like they're making a new Wii Sports. Like Wii Sports. Easily, okay, that was easily. gonna be mine too. Okay, like it's so except, not mine, but I understand why you guys picked that. Like, okay, I mean, I, not not for me in terms of like games I want to play, but more yeah. just like, oh wow, like they actually said the words Wii Sports. Like they implied <laughs> this is the next game in the Wii Sports series. That was mine because uh, it was also the one where I think in our chat when we were watching, I was like, has this been announced before? Because I feel like this should be a bigger deal than the kind of. Just kind of, hey, and next, we're, Wii Sports is coming They're here. at least four years too late. That's why. Because, <laughs> I, again, it's not that I don't think they can make a compelling Wii Sports product. They probably can. But it's just like it, the the time to get people hyped about that would have been like 2018. Mm. Um, like Ring yeah, Fit I mean, time? Like are uh, wrong. I, I can still see there being some kind of evergreen Wii Sports nostalgia, maybe. I also but, think like a new Wii Sports for a new generation with the Switch is great. Like they're gonna it, that that platform does motion controls better than the Wii did. It'll be it'll be yeah, but it, better. It's kind of the classic problem that it's been since the beginning of the Switch, though, right? Of like to make a proper Wii Sports game, you essentially have to like invalidate the one like truly unique feature of the Switch, right? Which is <laughs> yes. you basically have to play it as a TV game. Like, yes, you, so, I mean, I'm sure technically you could play this in <laughs> kickstand mode. Oh boy. But like, who's going to even try that? I don't know. That's some sicko shit. Like, yeah, I'm not into it. Like, I, I wonder if this is them basically just saying like, like kind of, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, we got to get another couple years out of this thing. So let's just say, screw it. Like, hey, you should play this on your TV. Uh, get that Wii Sports off. prototype we've been kicking around for a while. Uh, uh, I mean, it looks so, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's like a good Wii Sports game. 
Alex, what Excuse was your me, Nintendo Switch Sports? Yes, please. What was your uh, What was your biggest one? Uh, biggest man, I don't know. Like I, I will just say it for this household. Uh, the second that Mario Kart stuff came out. Oh uh, gosh, DLC for a, a pass for Mario Kart? No, 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 no. Let's 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 frame this correctly. It's a deal. It's a new slate of DLC courses over the course of the six groupings of DLC they will apparently be releasing for this. They were releasing 48 more tracks for this game for $25, and in the first batch, yeah, Coconut Mall. I saw you very excited about Coconut that. Coconut Mall? You have to understand, in this household, there is no more beloved Mario Kart track for my partner Jeez. than Coconut Mall. And Damn. the second I... It was the first one they mentioned when they started yeah. actually running down yeah. the tracks. I burst out of my door like fucking Kramer... <laughs> To tell her, Coconut Ball! <laughs> and she was very excited. She tweeted for the first time. <laughs> She's yelling it right now. Uh-huh. I'm trying to... <laughs> so is, is it... <laughs> You're not wrong. Is it? Is it $25 for all 48 courses? I believe I, it is. I think okay, that was that, the pass price. Yeah. That's for that the pass price. Fair. And if you have the Nintendo subscription, apparently you can get that shit for free. The yes. super subscription. Yes, the... What are they calling the expansion pack, I think is the name for that. Um... Uh, yeah, like they did that with Animal Crossing, right? Like that last yes. Animal Crossing expansion was also free with that Mega Pass, and I guess this is just the way forward now. I mean, that's a lot of tracks. Um, let's, let's see, what it's do we got here? Choco, so those are launching in March. Choco N64, Choco Mountain. Mm-hmm. That's a good and, one. Uh, I mean, that is Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour. I don't know, man. Mario Kart peaked with Ghost Valley <laughs> One for me, so <laughs> more power to. That's like some Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, compilation of tracks. Like that—that that seems to me like they. I, I mean, if you don't put all that stuff in another Mario Kart, then what are we doing? Mario Kart Eight just becomes the de facto Mario Kart at that point. I think right? at this point, if you do Mario Kart Nine, they just let you import that stuff based on the DLC that you I'd, have. I kind of take this as a sign that there won't be a Mario Kart Nine on the mm. Switch. Maybe not on the Switch, but not I bet the they, I, they were, there will be eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah, of, of course, of course. But, like, they might be holding that for the next console at this point. But honestly, God, that this. game still looks great. It still plays great. Like, I don't, it's it's one of the best Mario Karts. Right, so I mean, I, this I, is, it's this fine. is like a fine way to just extend what they got, probably. I, mean, I still boot that game up occasionally. That's Mario uh, Kart 8 launched on the Wii U, and then the yes, Mario Kart 8 yes. Deluxe, Deluxe came to the Switch. is what okay. they brought to Switch, yes. And then they did add some DLC courses for that. Who needs Mario Kart when you have Disney Speedstorm? Mm. 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 Boy, it's a real shame that had to share the same Nintendo mm. Direct as the Mario Kart DLC. Mm. Uh, free-to-play Disney Racer. Oh, that's I, free-to-play? Yeah. I missed that detail. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So. Um, oh, uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is a game dude, that's coming out soon. Which we knew. <laughs> Mouthful mode, dude. They just they just nonchalantly used the phrase "inhale a car." <laughs> it's it's like, the image of him just stretched over yes. the body of the car, but not all the way. It's, is so unsettling. It's kind of kinky, right? Like yeah, something, a little there's bit. something a little bit perverse about it. It's it definitely has a vibe of like when you first saw the Mario Odyssey hat stuff, right? Of yeah. like, oh, okay, you take over these things. That's something not right about this. Koopa with the mustache now and this like, car with a Kirby skin. Like, do you ever see a snake eat something that's just too big? <laughs> yeah. Like, too big for its jaw? It is extremely that. Uh, yeah, that's fun. That's, I'm no, that game actually looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Like, I, I think that was a good showing for that one. I, yeah. 
I don't know about that thing they showed for Splatoon three. The mm. the new mo the the return of the what is it called the Guppy salmon mode run which salmon the salmon run. run was never really my favorite thing and going with the sort of like vaguely apocalypse now esque everyone going launching off the helicopter and then the incredibly discordant enjoyable but incredibly discordant mm. music through all of that it had a really off putting tone just that whole bit I don't know you're the you're the Splatoon person if you're not liking it. I don't know how to judge I bet, Splatoon. I bet the regular multiplayer is just fine. I bet it will be as well. Uh, Strik- uh, new, new Mario got, Strikers. Yeah, Strikers got was a big hit with the, the folks watching. It's, you are not going to get me excited about another Mario sports game until someone tells me they're good, because that, the last was, two were yeah, not good. That was my thought when I saw this. is like, A, Mario Strikers is the one people really like, but also B, yes, those last couple have not do not inspire a lot of confidence. So Golf was eh. <laughs> Tennis yeah, was go- slightly better. Golf was, I have to say golf was like, yeah, not, not great. It's kind of ass. I, yeah. I don't know if I guess this is the same developer. I'm not sure. Um, this is, is a battle, Camelot? battle league. Uh, that looks decent though. No, it lo- the, the showing itself was fine. It's just hard for me to get excited about a Mario yeah. sports thing right now. Yes. And, and local, uh, local multiplay. I think they said local up to an online, like league play. It sounds yeah. like, uh, again, a game you probably want to play on a TV if you're doing eight people around a Switch. But yeah, uh, I wonder if that will have single uh, Joy-Con controls for AP. I assume like move, kick, dive, or something. You know, like you don't need you probably don't need two Joy Cons. You're not controlling the camera in that mode. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, I was kind of wrong about Metroid Dread. They are putting out an update, or it might actually it'll be out by the time you hear this. Probably it's not exactly DLC. It's just a free patch with new difficulty modes that was hilarious one of which (laughs) dread mode is just you can never get hit or you have to start the whole game over at all like at all yeah you have to beat the entire uh, the entirety of metroid dread without getting hit hey wrong absolutely what's wrong with people just like i hey i mean somebody will beat that within the first i bet somebody will beat that by tomorrow somebody's probably done it already and there's you know Uh, and then there was what rookie rookie mode or something? Yeah, rookie mode. They didn't go into a lot of detail. Something about like faster recharging health or something. And then they're going to put a boss rush mode in as well in a couple mm. months. And that's all free, so that's cool. Um, Earthbound one and two coming to the Nintendo Switch Online. Classic game stuff. God, everyone was so like, just how they're just never gonna do mother three at this oh, point I, right I like guess, it's just I, never ever going to happen like i'm just hey build build a mister go find a fan translation that's, that's no that's fine i'm just saying like at this point if they if they know they know what they have they know what people want and then um, they say all right well here's the, the, the that stuff i have to i have to correct myself from earlier that game never actually came out on the n64 i guess they got deep into making it and mm. canceled it oh okay all and, right and then started over on the gba and made kind of a different game um never yeah i don't know but maybe one day so what they, that they should they, they should they should talk square enix about uh, translating re, you know localizing 90s rpgs and putting them out um i guess xenoblade chronicles 3 is the only other big thing here i ran out of the room while that was happening so that i mean it sure looks like another xenoblade chronicles and they did show uh, a little bit of that advance wars remake yeah, a little bit more. That's coming out in April, which, I mean, that game, that should be cool, because Advance yeah. Wars is cool. Uh, I I tried to get in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I put a few hours into it, mm. and it just wasn't really doing it for me, so. 
Um, looks nice, but you know. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Kingdom Hearts Cloud version. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I guess that means there's nothing else. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Else? There were a few other scattered things here and there, but I feel like those were the big hits. Yeah, that's that's pretty much everything. I'm kind of looking over the whole thing right now. I'm not so seeing... c- kind of a wet fart with that Earthbound stuff. I don't know. Kinda. I mean, look, people I mean, like those, Earthbound, but yeah, those games are beloved. I mean, well, like, just not what will... people wanted. Like, I, I mean, mean you could yeah. play those games already. But what people want is at this point, I think, just a fool's paradise. W- what is the prequel? Like, what? I, like, uh, what? There was what the was other one? thing that they're 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 releasing the, the Earthbound. Yeah, pre something begins whatever that thing was called. Is I it, don't know because there's Earthbound because. I'm not a big Earthbound person, but Mother 2 is Earthbound, right? Yes. And then... Oh, that sounds right. And was there one before that, and that's what they're releasing? Like Mother 1 and Mother 2, which is Earthbound 2, and then the pre-Earthbound? I'm sorry, Earthbound... I forget what they called it. Yes, that's right. Yes, Earthbound... Yeah, you're right. Earthbound is Mother 2. And so they're releasing Mother 1 and Mother 2, and so it's Earthbound and then pre-Earthbound, or is that what they're calling it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Or Earthbound Beginnings. I'm not sure. Oh, Earthbound is Beginnings. that a completely new thing? I don't think that's a new thing. Is it didn't it? look like looked like something that had come out before. Oh, Earthbound Beginnings came out on the uh, Wii U Virtual Console in okay. 2015. So that's been that's been out. So people have played that. Um, but I mean, those are still beloved games. I mean, like that's not it's not nothing that it, that they made it on to the. Oh no, knock to them. The I just NSO. No, no, no. But, but yeah, like a mother three localization is the thing everybody screams for. It is constantly disappointed. Did you guys ever finish Earthbound? I, I've never played them. I didn't. No, I've never played a single one of those games. I rented it. I don't think I ever finished it uh, as a kid. Man, I, you know what? I'll I'll take a weird Nintendo Direct over a dull Nintendo Direct any day yeah. of the week. And that thing was yeah. a roller coaster ride from start to finish. I think there was zero Pokemon. I don't know. Good. I Pokemon hate. I don't hate Pokemon. I just don't care about Pokemon. I'm never going to. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like it's uh, there was actually a de- if you cut out all the like weird re-release stuff, it's a decent chunk of new games coming, like new new IP, new game. You know what I mean? Like new releases coming. But yeah, it was filled in with just a lot of really. Oh, well, uh, one other triangle strategy, which I guess is actually the final name of that game. They may have announced that already. Yeah, that thing had been previously announced like, to some degree. No, no, I mean the game had. What I mean yeah. is they have been calling it Project Triangle Strategy for a long mm-hmm. time, and apparently that's actually just going to be the final name. It's a real goofy ridiculous. name. That is ridiculous. Uh, I, you know, listen, I'm going to get that Mario Kart DLC as well. I got to find oh, my yeah. Mario Kart cart though. Uh. Yeah, it's just get lost. Time to time to get the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. Okay, I have that game as a download, so I don't have to worry about that. Okay. Yeah, I have Ring Fit and Mario Kart 8 as carts, and they get swapped out never because I don't play Ring Fit anymore, and nobody's really playing Mario Kart 8, which is kind of nice because I don't know if you guys are out of space on your Switch. Do you just buy an SD card that was big enough to hold everything? I'm just at de- this point? deleting every third game at this okay. point every time I get something new. But Mario yeah. Kart is one of the only ones that has not been deleted at any point. Uh, yeah, that's a question, uh, question is what game gets the hallowed space on your Nintendo Switch's internal storage? Oh, that is a good question. Uh, probably like one of the first three things I downloaded. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Breath of the Wild for me. 
It's probably Breath in the Wild and Mario Kart. So no Metroid. Yeah, well, no Zelda. No, um, mm-hmm. no Metroid. That's no, fine. No Metroid. Mm-hmm. Um, new Metroid. No. No new Metroid. That's right. They had the Dread stuff. No new Mario, really, to speak of other yeah. than Mario yeah. Strikers. Yeah, so right. no, core, no core games, let's say. Uh, no, like, I mean, I don't know. Is Kirby core? I think Kirby kinda, is. Kind of. Yeah, I'm way into Kirby yeah. core. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was announced, so we knew that was coming. Uh, I mean, that's not, that's like a month and a half away. Yeah. Uh, it's a Kirby game I'm actually excited to play, which mm-hmm. I never say. Like, there are, like, I bet whatever 10 Kirby games is one that I actually want to play. Um. Yeah, I, I overall I think posit- really positive to direct, if not just a little like head scratchy in some parts. Yes, I mean if this is, uh, if this is what we're getting for the back third of the Nintendo Switch's lifespan, like I am here for weird weird Switch. Totally. Yeah, like we can get, get the buck wild. We can get the other games other places at this point, right? That like give a like Nintendo Switch turns into some kind of emulator is a weird <laughs> is a weird thing. Like it has turned into a Wii and JRPG emulator where you get kind of uh, boosted games that are like, hey, check out this thing, this fan hack of this game. It now runs a little better or uses yes. these weird filters. Also, it just happens to translate them all into English finally. <laughs> It uses the to download this sub uh, and this or this translation w- alongside your game and uh, put it into next to the file. Uh, so yeah, thumbs up. I thought it was fun. It's fun watch. Yeah, um, it was a good time. I think the biggest question I have now is how do we segue back into real time Next Lander podcast? And I was thinking something like this. Well, folks, I don't want to toot our own horns, but I'm going to say we nailed everything from that direct. Cannot. The burden of being so right. It's, boy, heavy. You have no idea. Is the head that wears the prophetic crown. Uh, That was a heck of a direct, right? Yeah, sure. Yes, absolutely. I loved everything that I saw there, including that game and that other thing. Oh, that game was really a shocker. We're gonna sound like such assholes if that thing is disappointing. Uh, we did not. We forty did. minutes. There, there must have been something good in there. I can't wait to find One out. Hope. I mean, it was great. <laughs> that Too one long. part that everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, can't believe it. Okay, so we did not. We're recording this before we saw it. Obviously, uh, saw it. Obviously, but it'll be through the magic of editing inserted there. And of course, we will be one hundred percent correct. Uh, Nintendo Direct, not the only news happening, though. No. Red Shoemaker, what else is going oh. on in the game industry uh, they're, world? Hey, they're, making, they're making a sixth Grand Theft Auto game. Impossible. My stop, God. Stop the presses. The presses have stopped. Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, this was widely assumed. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yes. more, or less, more or less understood, but it has now been confirmed by the people who are actually doing the making of it. Yeah, I mean, they. yeah, Rockstar puts out periodic updates on kind of the world of gta since grand theft auto online is so goddamn huge Mm -hmm. and i guess will never stop being huge uh but in the latest update which was not primarily about gta 6 in fact also they never even actually used the words gta 6 but let's just assume for now uh yeah next great sequel in the grand theft auto franchise yes exactly basically just a little paragraph tucked into that most recent update that just says we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. Pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry is well underway. Uh, with every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered, which 
I feel like is carrying a fair amount of weight. Mm. That statement, considering that the Hauser Brain Trust has departed the company. And like, yeah, some of the re-release trouble. Well, I mean, specifically, like, you know, Hauser and his sort of writing compatriots have always been credited as being the heart of the f- narrative direction of that whole franchise, yeah. right? And they're all gone now, so like, that's the big open question. What the hell is a new GTA in a post-Hauser era? Yeah. Uh, Where were the Hauser? What was the state of the Hausers by the launch of Red Dead 2? They, they, they were all still there. there? I, the Benz was gone, yeah. but uh, yeah, like yeah, Benzies got out before that, right? Yeah, Dan Hauser did not leave until post RDR two. Okay, um, and depending on how far along this thing is in development, there's still always the outside chance that maybe he has some credited story work on this thing. But I have to imagine that like he will not be billed as primary writer on this thing. I mean, the other thing too is like. Shaking it up a bit might not be a bad thing. No, especially with the way the storytelling in GTA Five was like they yes. they desperately needed a different perspective on that thing. Yes, like that. I mean, like the whole satire on American culture thing does not work anymore. Like they basically <laughs> even came out and said that themselves. Like it's just like you can't keep making, you cannot keep writing GTA games the way that you have in the past. You can't do Something a parody of a parody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, my, I guess my actual questions are: Do they do they make GTA Online its own thing? And like, kind of divorce it from the n- numeric games. I think, I think that depends on if they make a new GTA Online, mm. or if it just continues to be the thing that exists with more added to it over time. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, I well, I, I think I think they have to just. I think there has to be continuity with the existing thing, right? Like, they cannot just. I don't think a GTA Online two makes a lot of sense with the level of investment that the player base has in that thing. Kind of with you. Well, especially with how our Red Dead's online did not take off to the degree that, you know, GTA's did. Like, I know it, it still has its players, but, like, it did not set the world on fire the way that GTA... I mean, it was a slow burn, but eventually GTA Online became one of the biggest things in the goddamn world, and yeah. RDR2 Online is not that. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know how active that thing is. I'm curious. Red Dead? Or- it, like I said, it yeah, still Red has Dead. a player base. Red, Red I just Dead don't online. think it ever... It ever really took off that way? No, it, I mean it definitely didn't as much as GTA. I don't know. I don't know how it's doing at this point. I I played a bunch of it. That was the game my family was playing for a while online, and we we did a couple of seasons of the season pass. But they it wasn't rolled out very well. Like the season pass stuff was clunky and not timely. There were stretches there where you're just finished up with the season pass, and there was nothing waiting for you. It was it was weird. I didn't do a lot of the competitive stuff in there either. And I know those were probably a lot of the big draws, like the, the shootout stuff and all, all the multiplayer, but man, GTA, we, when we did that GTA feature, you heard a lot about shark cards and, you know, spending mm-hmm. money in GTA. That thing was, that thing was looking to make some money. I did not spend money in GTA online. I did. You're still clean. Other than to buy GTA five. CBS did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some booster packs in there. Um, we should, uh, you know, I should clarify just to, just to be extremely clear. It's just Dan Hauser that left. Sam Hauser is still there, but yes, he was always more on the business side, is my impression. He was like the producer, sort yeah. of like li- like lead. Yes. yes. Uh, but it was the it was the Dan Hausers and the Laszlo's and the Benzies of the world <laughs> that always had their names up top for the kind of creative parts of those games. So. I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what a new GTA looks like in this day and age with the personnel changes, with everything going on. 
Yeah. I think more than anything else, I'm actually really curious what does Rockstar's bench look like? Yeah. Like, right. who are the people that are going to rise up in the place of a, of a Dan Hauser? I, yeah, like, I, I certainly don't mean to do, like, a great man thing here. Like, they can't make a GTA no. without Dan Hauser or something like no, that. No, I like think they absolutely should, is yes. the thing. Even if Dan yeah. was still there, I think getting someone else in there to give a firm per- new perspective on what telling GTA stories right. is would have been a good thing regardless. Yeah, it's not, it's not that they need him. It's more that the, whatever they do without him will just necessarily be very different. I, I also uh, think there's probably a good thing. room in that franchise to do more of the smaller, smaller city, like the, sm- not the numbered ones, the slightly smaller ones and also rein it in. Like I think GTA did a lot in making sure every game was an open world game for the next 25 years. And I think mm-hmm. that is done. And maybe there's a new direction like a, you know, nobody's going to fault red dead two for being expansive because they the kind of, the American landscape they had there was kind of amazing, but I don't know if I need driving around a big city. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I need that anymore as a, an impressive yeah. thing. Well, like uh, GTA honestly has been a little too bound to convention for my taste for a while for it's the like, last, at least couple. Yeah. A little too like GTA. It, it would it would be nice to see them like kind of loosen up and, and embrace some more modern design philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what the, I, I think it will be unnumbered. I think they just go with a Grand Theft Auto city name or Grand Theft Auto time period or something like that, because I think I think the numbering is a lot. It's so weighty. That's like a lot of expectation. I feel like you can get yourself out of that. And if they're going to keep the um, online as something separate, d- don't put a number next to it. And just you know. at the same time, don't forget, it has been almost 10 years since the last one. So if they were going to do a number. Now would probably be the time yeah. to do it. Actually, now that I think about it, to answer your question about will they separate out the online component, I think absolutely not, because my impression is that that drives a whole lot of repeat sales of yeah. GTA 5. Like, people rebuy GTA 5 over and over to stay up to date with that thing. Isn't that... Am I, am I, my memory's terrible, but isn't that coming out on yes, next-gen stuff? That port to PS5 Series X is coming out in March. <laughs> yeah, so... Like mm. that... Yes, just GTA 5 debuted on the 360 and PS3, <laughs> in case people have forgotten. Yeah. And then got ported to PS4 and Xbox One. A now, tri-generational yes, game. Now getting ported again. It's it and Skyrim. Pretty much that's it. <laughs> GTA 5 and Skyrim. Pretty much the only games that will always be with us. GTA 4 should have gotten <laughs> after, that treatment instead. After, after the apocalypse, it'll be Skyrim, GTA 5, and Cockroaches. That'll be all that's left. That's right. Yep. That's, that'll, be, that'll be your Bible. Start learning it. Start learning your patches, passages now. Uh, Trevor117 saith... Do not take it to oh the meth. God, the whole society <laughs> based on <laughs> that character. Let's just know. Let's move on to another story. Um, should we do this Assassin's Creed? Uh, speaking of open worlds yeah. or not open worlds? Yeah, this, uh, this, this just happened this morning at the time of this recording. Jason Schreier is out there. Do you guys remember that Assassin's Creed Infinity that got yes. kind of leaked and then announced? Yeah. Is it Infinity or Infin- Infinite? In- Infinity. Okay. Which is basically a live service game. Like they are basically yeah. doing, I don't know if it's actually going to be Destiny in, in form, but like that sounds like the kind of the, the goal is to create something like that, an ongoing live service sort of Assassin's Creed platform. Uh, but prior to Infinity come out, coming out, Jason Trier is reporting that one of the Valhalla DLCs is going to get spun off into a full game. Mm. And I did not play Valhalla according to Residents. Assassin's Creed experts. I shouldn't. Again, 
I will just preface this by saying it really boils down to what do you want to throw your time into, and unless you have a spare hundred hours you are not doing anything with, don't play Valhalla, because okay. it's it's fine, but it is the weakest of the recent three, mm, yeah. and I think that it is just too much. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not familiar with this this character. Bossum, it sounds like, is the character they're going to focus on in this. Uh, also, it doesn't have a full name. It's, it's codenamed Rift, so they're kind of referring to it as Assassin's Creed Rift, but like... I will talk about this in as non-spoilery a way as I can. Uh, Bossum is the guy who in, who brings you sort of in. You're not like your Avor is not an assassin, but Bassum is who you meet early on that kind of gives you the assassin tools and kind of eggs you on. And I will just say that at the end of that game, uh, a big part of the cliffhanger that sort of ends there is involves Bassum. So okay. Whatever they're doing with him, I assume, is going to play off of where the main story leaves off. Okay. And it sounds like it's smaller in scope. Like, it sounds like it's just not the gigantic, like, attempt to be the Witcher 3-style big open-world RPG, necessarily, that it's going to be more stealth-focused. Bless them for that. And also, it sounds (laughs) like it might be taking place in Baghdad, which is uh, an interesting location, so... Yeah, I guess they haven't done the Middle East since the very first game, have they? No, not really. Stealth-focused Assassin's Creed. I don't even get it. What are they? I know, right? What are you doing? What are we even doing? Where's my Where's my loot tearing? <laughs> if I can't run into a room and just start swinging a broad axe around. Yeah, I'm trying. Like I, I'm sitting here questioning if those games were ever stealth games. I guess they kind of were. <sighs> Some of the worst parts were stealth games, like the eavesdropping and the and the follow the tailing. Yeah, the tailing. Yeah, like that first game feels kind of like a stealth game to me. Like yeah. that was an actual attempt to make an open world stealth game. It just ended up largely kind of dry. I think. I think I think you can call the first couple stealth and then you got into trouble. Like one of those games where like you try to stealth as long as you can and then it pops off and you're trying to hide in a haystack or, or get away from trouble. Then they got more into the kind of the Batman style combat where you can take on a circle of people and then they got into not a stealth game. Like now it is just roll dodge and, you know, get yourself stamina meters and and fight for as long as you can. So, uh, and so I, I don't, I don't know. I would like, um, as long as it's not stealth where you're like game over, you got discovered. Damn it, Fisher, I'm pulling you out. You know, that's the worst. Or the eavesdropping stuff where somebody sees you and you're like, mission failed. They saw you. That stuff sucks. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Nobody likes not that. Not ideal. Nobody likes that. Would you, would you play this, Alex? <sighs> Probably. So I did play some of the Valhalla DLC. I played the, the Irish like uh, campaign DLC they did, or at least I played a good chunk of it. I think they've done more since then, but I haven't touched any of that stuff. But they're doing like a standalone thing, and it is just a continuation of that story. Sure, I'll see what that looks like. As long as you tell me that thing is not 100 hours, in fact, if you tell me that thing is not 40 hours, I'm good with that. Right, what's your I'll cap? What's your cap? Like 10, 15? I, I, I could go 20. Okay. All right. I'll give you 20. There's also that like that other DLC coming out next month, isn't there? That, uh, that uh, Ragnarok? or my, I think it's Ragnarok. There might be. Again, I have not been keeping up with the DLC past that Irish campaign, so I don't really know where stuff is at. Is Ragnarok also the god? They're calling God of War just Ragnarok, right? Maybe this yes. is called Yes, it is else. God of War Ragnarok. Dawn of Ragnarok. Okay. Uh, yes, that is the one they announced in December. When is that coming out? Is that really March? Man. I could see it. It's, I, think, I think they've been spacing that stuff out like every six months or so. Huh. Huh. 
some of the images for this will be released March 10th. Man, hmm. 35 hours. Did you want 35 hours? <laughs> <more? Stop> Stop <laughs> saying that like that's a good thing. Fight some gods. Bop, 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 bop. Okay, that's Assassin's Creed. Oh, this next story. Right, yeah. what, mm-hmm. what is this one? I t- <laughs> Speaking of 20-year-old franchises. Kind of did a double take when I saw a headline going around with the name America's Army in it. <laughs> Remember that? I do. I was in college when that came out. Like, that was smack dab in the Quake 3 and original Unreal Tournament era of PC shooters that yes. America's Army came out. 2002. Also, of course they launched that game on July 4th. Of yeah, course they, they did. Of course they launched that game on July 4th in 2002. I mean, uh, I, I will say we were all old enough to have known this was a marketing tool. At oh, the yeah, time. of course. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't recruiting know. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think they were ever actually super coy about that. I no, think they, no, 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 they were no, no, not. But they like, were always like yeah, fairly upfront. Like, hey, yeah, we are using this to try to drive uh, recruitment. Yeah. Um, they're shutting it down. They were shutting down America's army after t- just about 20. I, you know what? I'm kind of surprised they didn't just push for actual 20 years. Mm. They're shutting it down in May, which is like a t- basically two months shy of the 20th anniversary. But uh, I did go look up some steam stats the last couple months. It's averaged about 350 players a day. Okay. So clearly not it, worth it. It's kind of, it's not a, not really, but that's not where people are flocking for their shooter needs. It's these better days. than an army of one, so it is. Uh, you know, it's an it's an army of one to two hundred, maybe three hundred. Even even on your lowest your government lowest bidder contract kind of thing, it's not worth running any <laughs> infrastructure for that at this point. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I listen. I know a lot of people who played America's Army. Uh, for a while, did y'all play and, it back then? Like I was, I was like, all I played was PC shooters back then. But it just, I didn't, it didn't. Like, I don't think uh, I have ever actually played America's like, Army. I've seen people play America's Army, but I never yeah. have. I, I tried it less because I was like wanted to play it, and more just because it was such a bizarre thing mm-hmm. to think that the United States military <laughs> put out a video game, especially at the time. Like that is kind of dramatically less weird now than it was then, right? Like. At this point, I wouldn't really be surprised for just about any large organization to potentially put out a promotional video game. I think I would. My dude, Blackwater had a video <laughs> right. game. Yes. There is no bottom. Right. Yes. That's what <laughs> I mean is like the world is extremely weirder now than it was then. I, I would. Yeah. I think it would probably get more eye rolls and questions and more scrutiny now than, than it would yes. because of. Because Back then it was just sort of a weird curiosity. And obviously there were people who didn't like it yeah. at all, but like it's, it, I think back then that was the time you could do that. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a Twitter or a social media space where this thing would be like, you know, you know, where the, where the heat would come at this thing. So concentrated to be like, this is how we're spending our money, you know, in terms of budget for the military. So I think, I think this launching today would, would, make a lot more waves and it, than it kind of did at the time where, you know, yeah. video games at the time. Why not? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, this was still pre Iraq war at the time. Like this was still kind of smack dab in the middle of post nine 11 jingoism. People were kind of more primed to accept something like this probably. But I mean, anyway, I will, I, I only, I'll just add, like, I don't, I don't know if people know this, but every E3 had like an army recruiting booth. Uh, oh yeah. At, at the E3. I want to say in the last couple of years, maybe there weren't, but like there weren't a, a lot of boobs at the last <laughs> couple yeah. of years. But for a long time, there totally yeah. were. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, they, yeah, listen, they know what's going on. Uh, so goodbye, America's Army. 
I guess if you're playing, get in there and get, get, get going. Uh, speaking of things, maybe, um, shifts in resource allocation. This Google story. Yes. Stadia is back in the news for now. Mm -hmm. Sounds like maybe the Stadia name may not be around forever. Mm. Oh no. Uh, What happened? Uh, Business Insider is out there with a report about uh, Stadia being kind of further deprioritized within Google. Hmm. It's not, it's really not surprising at all. Like Google themselves announced this kind of a year ago. You're shaking, shocked. It you're seemed sh- like they were doing so well. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Phil Harrison f- flat out came out and said last year, you know, they were sort of shutting down their internal development, that they mm-hmm. were going to start shifting toward being a technology platform that they would start licensing out to people. Right. So this is kind of just more moving further in that direction. I guess like the biggest, the biggest actual news here is that they, the, the BI kind of listed some of the potential partners that might actually be licensing the technology, including Peloton. Uh, sure. Peloton. The I don't know if Peloton is going to be licensing anything yes, like, six months from now. Like, we'll I see. I don't know how big their workforce is, but like, what was it? 2,600 layoffs the other Oof. day? 2,800? It was I a forget. huge number of layoffs and their stock huge. price has not been good. Huge, oh. huge quantity of layoffs at Peloton earlier this week. So <laughs> a bunch of people actually like realize like, man, that's a lot of work getting on an exercise bike. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't know. But Capcom and Bungie are companies that are going to be okay. around for some time. I think we can Those, say confidently. I can say I can think of at least two games that each one of those makes that uh, would maybe benefit from or, that technology. Or you can think of at least two two people that might be one bought and the other one might be getting uh, big investments or, or yeah. portions bought. I mean, Bungie, yeah. Bungie definitely was not going anywhere now. Yeah, the the other kind of news line item out of this report is that so they're not even shopping the technology to partners as stadia they're they're calling it google stream as a platform right. mm-hmm. or as the kind of middleware that they would be licensing out but like i get it you know the, the examples they gave are like oh like reading between the lines of the destiny stuff for example it, they would potentially just be helping bungie set up like infrastructure to let people stream destiny directly from bungie right without needing to go through a third-party streaming service or something like that and like the capcom example it sounds like they're talking about potentially letting you play demos of Capcom games on their website or something, which like that absolutely should happen. Like that would be a good yeah. thing think, for all publishers to do. I think we, I'm we, surprised, we, like I'm, I'm still surprised that Microsoft has not gone further in that direction with X cloud stuff. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that is on the roadmap. I don't know, but like the, that demos always seemed like a great use of like modern low latency streaming. I wonder if they have a white label thing that we just don't know about. Uh, like Microsoft has where you just don't know it's in the background and they are using that tech. We, I think we talked about this even when Google was bringing this up. But Brad, I know you've mentioned this before where, you know, you know like Google, don't don't put too much money down on Google supporting a thing over the last, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they quietly just start and drop things constantly. But I think even our most cynical projections would maybe not have thought it would have come this quickly. I think we talked about them making a technology move even before they announced it last year of like, this yeah. seems like they would just license out their tech because their tech always seemed to work very well. But yeah, like they, yeah, like companies of that size in Silicon Valley have a ton of resources that they put against. I mean, you know, they have YouTube, like they put a yeah. ton of resources against the engineering side of high quality, low latency video. So like, if anything, this actually seems like potentially a more beneficial use of that tech yeah. to farm, to farm it out to other platforms, other publishers that can make use of it. Microsoft, Amazon, Google have the infrastructure and the data centers to yes. basically uh, have low latency centers around the United States and Europe and, and other 
uh, territories, that stuff is sunk cost, right? They already have that stuff. Of course, they're going to explore. And as we, I mean, listen, they have been making a mint over the last couple of years. So like, you know, let's say 10 to 15, but especially over the last five, they've got capital to burn. Like obviously, you know, tech companies have a lot of money right now. Big and bigger tech companies have bigger money. So. Um, oh God, I saw the most depressing story possible yesterday. Where did I see that? I won one of the, one of the business newspapers ran a story about the exodus of web three. Sorry. The exodus of tech talent to web three startups. Like oh, apparently it is just like rife. Oh, web three is not going away, huh? In, in the like people like at the executive, they level, won't let it like executives at all of the fang level companies are like mm. jumping ship for crypto startups left and right. Mm. And like engineering talent is apparently starting to follow, which just, is just, uh, I don't know. Man. Meta. Uh, uh, let me read this one, one quote here from this story that I just made me laugh on this thing that it's, it is kind of a known quantity story, but uh, this quote here, ongoing industry consolidation is reportedly a big worry for the Google executive team. Quote, this is from an, you know, a former employee. When Microsoft announced in 2020 that would acquire the Elder Scrolls studio Bethesda, it scared the crap out of Google executive. That's an unnamed employee close to the conversation. Google being scared by industry consolidation is a ridiculous concept to me as they are, you know, out there trying to buy up as much stuff as possible as well. Like when a giant like one of the bigger circles on the bubbles on the thing is worried that the other bubbles are getting bigger. You know. Well, that's exactly it. Like nothing will light a fire <laughs> under the movers and shakers of the world like a good land grab, right? Right. Because like, there's always only so much land to go around. So as soon as the others start grabbing it up, like you got to get in there too. But, so so bananas. Um, so like, yeah. That's just I don't know. That's that is like people playing chess on, in like special dark rooms that we do not see, where the pieces are just billion dollar companies, right? Oh, I take you all Bethesda. Oh, mm-hmm. I will, I will sacrifice my Capcom to get your, you know, whatever. It just, it's unbelievable. Uh, speaking of Capcom. Uh, they are now 5% owned by Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is also at that chessboard, I guess. I guess it does. That uh, seems to be the case. Uh, uh, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. I feel like this has been in the news plenty, right? Like they the public investment. A, this is not their first yeah. investment. No, absolutely no. not. They, they bought a stake in S and K. Um, some others I am forgetting, but like Capcom is the most sort of mainline traditional publisher. I think I've seen them put money into so uh, far. Apparently they were in Activision Blizzard too. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes, yeah. actually I'm, yes, I'm sorry. I forgot that they, EA and take two. I didn't realize they, those. Right. I forgot that they had. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Never I've, mind. I, they actually own a piece of just about everybody at this point, I guess. Yeah. So um, yeah, pick, pick it up that some what Capcom. You will. Just, just a, a furrowed brow from Alex here. Psych. I just, yeah, I don't have anything other than a face to make it that. That's just, <laughs> I, I think mean, that's about know, it. Like inter- international corporations are carving up the big video game players kind of left and right these days, it feels like. And now just let straight up nations are also doing that. Yes, so. yes sure. And nations with like terrible histories of, of, uh, um, you know, silencing and some human rights abuses. So yes, indeed, you know, money, 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 money. That's why they call it money. There's no, 
No ethical gaming under capitalism. No, there definitely is not. Uh, well, so, anyway, yeah, there's that. I mean, I don't really know what else to there's say. There's not really much that. else to say other than, well, other than that, add, that investment continues. Add, add Capcom to that list now. I don't, we've, we've got one more story here to bring oh, it all boy. around. One more heart lifting mm-hmm. story to bring it all back. Well, I am sure somebody finds this news uplifting, but I'm pretty sure it's not Tommy Tallarico. Tal, Tal, Tallarico. Tal it like Tommy, it is, man. Oh, boy. Tommy Tallarico, better known as the single largest uh, majority shareholder of uh, Intellivision. Mm-hmm. Makers of the Amico, which may never actually come out, it seems. Brad, pretend for a moment <laughs> that I'm the person at home that doesn't know what Intellivision is, what an Amico is, what a okay. Tommy Tallarico is. Tommy <laughs> Tallarico is a well-known video game composer slash, mm-hmm. let's say, maestro. He's been running that video games live orchestral concert series for years and years now. It's the dawn of time. Uh, the Intellivision was one of, if not the very first video game consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Amico. The Amico is a new console branded in television because Tommy Tallarico acquired the rights to the Intellivision name several years ago. Does that uh, clear it all up? I think remember so, the yes. Wii. Do you remember the Wii? I do remember the Wii. It's kind of like that. Is kind it, of uh, like that. Is it, is, it, is it more like the Wii or is it more it's, like the Is it more like the Wii or is it more like one of those uh, console <laughs> things you buy at a mall kiosk that just plug mm. and plays into a TV? Uh, you know, why not both? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there. Before we get into what is going on here, there is a trailer for the Amico. No, oh, I think we have to we have to describe that in context because once you know what's going on with the company, that oh, trailer okay. gets yeah, a lot ten, funnier, ten times more insane. Sure, sure. Why, why don't you talk about what is going on here then with like, the company? I, man, oh god, I don't even know where to start. The Amico has missed multiple release targets. Like it's not really seemed like a coherent product that people could get their hands on yet, despite mm. originally being scheduled to come out like a year and a half ago. Uh, Tommy Tallarico has gotten into various kind of public fights with people on Twitter and forums here and there recently. Um, Always a good sign. Yeah, like it's just been kind of questionable what's been going on with that product, setting aside whether you think it is even viable in today's market or not to begin with. Because it is a it is a family oriented console at, <sighs> I mean, previously, let's say like $250. Oh, it sound, sounds like now they are maybe going to sell it for substantially more if it ever comes out. But it's one of those it's one of those things that is built around that old school mindset of like games used to be inexpensive and they didn't need patches and they weren't profane. Mm. These games will not have profanity or violence. They will all be ten dollars or less. They'll never have patches. They'll never have DLC. What you see is what you get. Like that whole thing. And, and, ter- that. and family game night at the TV. Right. And yes, like yes, literally, like hey, gather around the TV with your kids. Like we've lost sight of that. And and maybe and maybe okay, this is maybe getting a little into the trailer, and this is maybe too mean, but I'm just gonna say it as a person who has kids, I can say this. And maybe developed in a place where video games don't exist. <laughs> like mm-hmm. developed in a vacuum where you can't get high quality video games on every device and every screen at any time. The world hey, out no, there no. just got too complicated for all of that. Here, there's, let's uncomplicate it for you with this product that may or may not exist. There is there is something like a, a there's something a little bit cultish about that video and B there is something very like late night cable mm-hmm. infomercial ish kind of there's anyway. gotta be a better way 
anyway, the week started with Tommy Tallarico stepping down as CEO of Intellivision. Mm. Like he's re- remaining as kind of chief creative. I do um, feel like we should actually put, I mean, we can't do it here, but I feel like there should be a way for us to just put air quotes around Intellivision <laughs> every time we bring them up because this is not your grandfather's Intellivision. This oh, is whatever not. the thing he made is. Oh, totally. I mean, this yeah. is just like how Atari is not Atari anymore. Like, yeah. you know, Activision's not Activision. Like, all those old school brands save Nintendo, basically, and arguably Sega are not the companies they used to be. They're just people who bought the rights. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like, him stepping down as CEO was kind of eye-raising enough to begin with, but then Sam Makovich at Ars Technica uh, dug into a financial disclosure they made to the SEC uh, because they were trying to raise another $5 million that pretty much concludes there's very little chance of this thing coming out, let's say. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's maybe a premature pronouncement for this thing's future. I don't know, but apparently they only have enough money to continue operating through July of this year. They've got debt all over the place. Uh, Alex, I know you dug into this a little bit as well. Like, There's so much here that it's hard to keep track of everything. Like, yeah. Like, they've got expenditures they can't account to to a company called Arc Electronics, which it seems like maybe was the partner they were going to have manufacture the product, but, like, nobody seems to know exactly what that relationship was supposed to be about. All they've said is that there was an unrecoverable loss yes, somewhere yes. along the way. It was up like, in upwards of a million dollars. Yeah, 1.35 million, referred to as a, quote, contract dispute without further explanation. Um, they have... Uh, they have an arrangement uh, with one of their investors, an individual investor that stipulates, let's see, so they got $810,000 from this angel investor. The arrangement with him stipulates that for every Amico sold, they have to pay him $100 until his loan is paid back. And that also had a target date of the end of last year originally. So there's no knowledge at this time as to whether there are additional penalties on top of that because they are already like past that due date. Yes. Also, it's worth pointing out that so that would require over 8,000 units to be sold and him paid $100 for each one before he's paid back. That is more than the number of pre-orders they have collected to date for the Amico. That is Wait. not a lot of pre-orders. Uh, yeah, they've they've pulled in about 6,000 pre-orders, I believe, so far. Oh, wait, um, really? Also, the new CEO was out there giving a, gave an interview that was just extremely, like, you know, like, yeah, I know we promised games were only going to be $10, but, like, we're probably going to be seeing 50 or 100% inflation on those game prices. Oh, boy. We may have to sell the console for, like, 350 instead of 250 Like, just very hard-nosed, like, look, this is how it is. Um, the, the tone well, of a person who was handed a gigantic mess and told, you have to clean this up. Uh, also, they're now saying that some Amico games are going to be sold as NFTs, which I feel like is that's the last it. bastion. No, nope, <laughs> that's it. Pull the fucking plug. We're done totally. here. That's like literally the last bastion of a company just flailing around for any purchase it can grasp onto. Oh, hey. sweet Jesus. It's like, what do we do? Well, NFT sounds like they're hot right now. Like, let's do that. Hey, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we don't like to see any, obviously, you know, well, I don't know. This This thing seems... It seems like bad news, but this thing just seems ill-placed in a market. Like, I just don't, I just am not sure what the, where they're trying to fit in with this thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's not a nostalgia play. No, not it's, really. It's like a family console, but if you look at the trailer, the games don't look good. 
Like you can get good games on your TV. I mean, a lot of them look kind of like mobile ish. Like they look Not just like either. very simple, simple ac- uh, action games. I mean, that was kind of always part of the pitch because they, you know, they always said like the games would be 10 bucks a piece. So like you kind of always assumed they'd be pretty limited in scope, but yeah, they really do. And I, I think I, just from watching it, maybe some of them are proof of concept, but they really do like the, look like those 25 in one, you know, game things that are just, I don't know. I just, the whole vibe is off. Like it's extremely off. Like that trailer, the, the like I think Alex said, there's that kind of the day the games died moment in that trailer where it's like they literally say like games used to be simple. You used to play with your family. Now they're all about sitting alone at your computer in a headset. <laughs> it's it look it's kind of the front half of an SNL parody on video games without the back half joke, right? Like without the delivery of. And here's the edible food game helmet or, you know, something like it's ball or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, you know, it's missing that delivery in that trailer. A lot of people seem to be having fun in that thing. But, well, it wouldn't uh, be the first uh, Amico thing that missed delivery times. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not super clear how the kind of SEC, SEC filings that go along with this kind of uh, investment round are handled, but there was an auditor involved in these documents who concluded <laughs> verbatim one of the conclusions of the auditor who went over the stuff there may, there may never be a fully operational in television mm-hmm. Amico. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of so not really a lot of wiggle room in a statement like that. Yes. So like they have no, they essentially have no product and they only have enough money to last through July. They are seeking this $5 million and apparently are going to also have to seek another $5 million through a different sort of investment in- instrument. We are past the point of loan sharking because, I mean, if we're Uh, talking about that angel investor and like the hundred dollars per unit thing, like that is a deal you sign when you have nothing left. And if they are still looking for money on top of that, that is get your knees broke in the desert level bad. So they're on this thing called Start Engine, which is, you know, where you it's like it looks like a, you know, GoFundMe or Kickstarter for for things. And they kind of have a deck on there and they list their partnerships. And the partnerships say Hot Wheels, which is okay, you know. Get yeah, they Hot made that Wheels Hot Wheels game last year. That was yeah. all right. Sesame Street, okay, is mm-hmm. a family oriented thing. Atari, you know. Listen, we're in this together. Atari. Yeah, that's an, that maybe that's where their NFTs are coming from. <laughs> Interplay, also, I guess we're in this together. Interplay, let's. But then it's <laughs> then there are the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh no! And then Evil Knievel. I think he's dead. What? What is the Evil Knievel partnership? I assume the estate. What does that mean? Is there going to be an Evil Knievel game? Wasn't there already an Evil Knievel game? Did they? Oh, I'm sure there has to have been at some point. Are they going to put an Amico on a motorcycle and jump over buses? Like, what is? Why I do do the does a five, six, seven year old know what an Evil Knievel is? I don't or an think television. so. Or in television. I think least, more people know know Super Dave than I was just know Evil Knievel at this point. Put a Super Dave partnership in there. That's a lot more fun than an Evil Knievel partnership. I'm trying to. Let's see. I'm trying to see. I think. Let's see. There isn't. There is Evil Knievel the official app. Maybe they're porting that. To, I think there was like a Game Boy game or something too, like a long time ago. What is? I just kind of want to look and see what Evil Knievel the official app is. Is it? Does it have that like? Um, well, if you go to evilknevilapp.com. Oh boy, 
Does it have that Mortal Kombat tech where you see the bones break when you land? Like a slow motion. Just a, there's a femur. There it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Took that landing tough. They're also in their deck. You said what? It was like 8,000? Fewer than 8,000 pre-orders? Like 6,000, I think, or something. They, they tout 25 million in total orders with a thing that says inclusive, uh, inclusive of pre-orders and direct. Uh, retail channel partners, I guess, are included in that number. That's uh, a lie. That's, that- <laughs> they're just lying. That is, that, there's no way that's true. They might have commitments from like Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop. For 25 and- million? They might have commitments. I don't you know. You have 6,000 right? pre-orders. That's no, 25 million plus dollars. Yeah, sorry. Not units. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. I, no, I no. didn't understand there. Still sounds yeah. implausible. But it still so. sounds yeah. very, very high. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I still don't buy it, but that's a little less outlandish. Uh, I have to say, I don't. It, it looks like the Evil Knievel app no longer exists on the App Store or Google Play. Okay. Well, it's exclusively coming to the Amico. That's why. It looks, it looks like Amazon might still sell it. All right. Um, so I, yeah, like I, I don't want to just trash on a thing for no reason. I just have, I am confused at their place in the market. And also it seems like there I think is they're some... confused about their place in the well, market. Well, yeah, but and also, like I said, like I said, Tommy Tallarico has been aggressive, kind of, kind of abrasive in some cases about this product and people naysaying it recently, which like maybe they had a point. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll say this much for him. He's still trying to tweet through it. Uh, tweet through it. <laughs> he's still tweeting. <laughs> tweet through it. I, lo- I love that concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to tweet my way through this one. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Everybody just leave the room. Right, we're we're going to walk away. You just keep on pushing, push and send. Oh, are you not familiar with the concept of tweeting through it? No, I never really heard that before, and I kind of love it. I'm Let's just, just say tweet. that whenever a bad take comes around and the person refuses to shut up, <laughs> that is tweeting through it. Uh, you know, it works more often than you think it seems yeah. like. really it shouldn't uh, but it does absolutely there's no uh, rhyme or reason as to when it does or does not but uh yeah I, I think what i think what makes me a little more like i feel like this is in my wheelhouse right like my kids play a lot of games i like i like games that are good for sitting down and playing with the family but i don't know this this doesn't seem this would not fit in my household i do not think mm-hmm. like this does not seem like a thing Maybe because we have a Switch, maybe because we have a bunch of other consoles, so maybe I'm not the right person for this. But if you're going to price this thing competitive with a Switch, even if the games are $10, $15, you can get Switch games for $5, $10, $15 that are very good. Just not the uh, Nintendo ones. Not the Nintendo ones. Maybe not ever the Nintendo ones, but there are plenty yeah. of indie games out there to to fill that void. Go get... Yeah, it's... I don't, I don't think it's impossible for somebody to recreate the Wii model at some point again. But not like this. Not, not like this. Is, this thing is kind of just a Wii, except that the controllers have little screens in them now. Like, there's not, like, like you need to do something, like, radically original to get a product in front of TVs, in front of families again. Like, you can't just do that. Again. I mean, even, even for us, and not every family is going to be like this. I understand not every household, but I suspect most, at least U.S. households, there is a phone in the household, at mm-hmm. least one, right? And I know you don't want to have, maybe you don't want to have your kids on phones. You don't want to have your kids on tablets. You want to use these dedicated controllers. And I get that. But these are basically, I mean, they even said in the video, you could use your phone if you don't have an extra controller for some of these. So if this thing is driving the price up with these controllers, I just don't know if that's the right move, you know? Like, I get it. You, ha- you want to have a dedicated piece of hardware, but putting the screen in there. I also, y- you guys probably don't see this all the time, but there are tons of these things like in stores that are little yeah. computers and stuff for kids. Like 
like le- like leapfrog esque things. If these that things sense. are like half of what occupy mall space now, yeah, like they but, are just yeah. they are there. They are the only things taking up residence in those spaces. Like thick, chunky plastic with screens on them. That the screens are not that good. No, uh, that have a bunch of games on them and little carts you could put in and play like uh, bubble guppies games and like a b- whole bunch of other things. Like yeah, you can buy you got a console. What's got a you know got some games on that you recognize? You can buy a bootleg Supreme shirt. It's all great. <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. At this, yeah, I mean, it was it was always a questionably conceived product from concept forward, but at this point, I will actually be surprised if it ever even comes out. I think I think it's the I think you got to go the other way on this stuff. It's not the console. You need to come out on like you can put out collections like. So I'm just going to name a publisher, but I'm trying to think of one that's still independent. EA could put out a collection on a dedicated piece of hardware, right? And I think it needs to be driven software first, not hardware first, because all the hardware first solutions we've seen without game support have just died on the vine. So yeah. Nintendo could put out a little Nintendo because they have the first party stuff and they had the relationships with other third parties to fill that thing up. And it's got a Raspberry Pi basically in it and you can fill it up with your own games. But like, yes. you know, it's got the support in it. Things like the Ouya, things that are dedicated hardware that like we're going to go after these other games. They just, I don't know, they they haven't seemed to get traction. Yeah, yeah. like, the, yeah, again, this thing just has no no hook. There's yeah. nothing unique about this that would sell it to anyone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I'll, I'll go you one further. It's not even that I just don't believe this thing's ever going to come out. I don't think this thing is going to even manage to get to the putting product out stage before they are sued out of existence at the rate mm. these things. At the way the way things are spiraling, with the kind of money and debt that they are talking about here, there's no way. There's yeah, I mean, just no the, way. With, with the disclosures and the press that this is getting right now, like I, who is going to put another $5 million, let alone ten, into this thing? I don't I, even want to pay the actual retail price for the thing. I kind of want... Like a prototype, though. All right. <laughs> You're the official Intellivision Amico editor. All right. Well, when one ends up on eBay in about three years, well, the- when someone's clearing out a warehouse. Ooh. Tommy Tallarico gave me his business card back circa, let's say, 2002 or so. I'll pass yeah. it your way so you can reach out. I like. I want the prototype if it doesn't come out. I should be clear. I right. don't want a prototype because I want to play it because it, I want to put it next to the Phantom and next to, you know, the, the you got other a Phantom stuff. in there? The, no. The new one? Yeah, exactly. The I want to, in the wall of like, well, we tried. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while since we've had a good solid vaporware console. I mean, the Ouya did technically come out. Yeah. I have it and I... <laughs> Not to circle back and just start throwing punches, but like, I also have my Stadia <laughs> upstairs. So I mean, that is still a live service, right? You still can buy a a Stadia thing. So I have my Stadia controller not too far away from me. Uh, somewhere, museum shelf is being dusted off to say we've got to make room. We have a hot one coming in. Um, best best of luck for people who might be at risk on this thing, but I don't know who give a ton of money and you know, you got to be careful where these investments come from. If you, if you can't afford to lose it, you know, be yeah. careful there. And if you can't afford to lose it, give it to me instead. Thank you. Now you're talking. Yeah. I'll, I'll We're give not going to me. promise you a console. We're not going to promise you hardware. All we can promise no. you is good times. Good, good times. Good times. Just like this year podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are interested, if you uh, decided not to invest in some speculative console future and would like to come support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash nextlander and find a tier for you. 
go go uh go check out all our different tiers there plenty of different options you could do that watching our stuff listening to our stuff all of that are very helpful and we thank everybody for supporting us and watching our stuff there's even a tier on there called the mysterious benefactor tier and at that tier level you can get your name read on this year's show alex navarro would mm-hmm. you like to do a stunning example of what that mysterious benefactor tier could look like on this year's show. You know, yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? I'll do it just for you, Vinny. Don't do it for me. Do it for all our wonderful supporters out there. Yes. Doing it for all these mysterious benefactors, including Evan Poon, No One, Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas, Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Sky Warp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Jack Einicker, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejsky, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Octothorpe Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Anders Buga, Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Kevin Villato, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, It Me JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. And thanks again to all of our patrons out there. Really couldn't do this without you. Bears repeating, because it's true. Because it's true. Uh, we wouldn't lie about it. One of the things that you have made possible is uh, we were able to collaborate with Mary Kish. We've got uh, now two episodes of The Comfy Crew up uh, on YouTube. You can go check those out. Thanks again to Mary for doing that with us, and thanks to everyone who supported us to make that possible. Uh, and work by AuraHack for the artwork, so thank you there. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh my gosh! This week, Alex touches the forbidden fruit... Of Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes, we have opened the Forbidden Airlock, and we are being sucked into Mass Effect Andromeda. Now you're talking. That's maybe a little more (laughs) uh, appropriate imagery for what's happening here. He's gonna. He was. He was tempted by the devil, which Mm -hmm. is me, to get the knowledge of the Mass Effect quadrology. Yes. And now, time to play Mass Effect Four. Now he's ashamed of his nakedness and needs to wear clothes. That's how this all ends. I can't wait to see what the hell this thing is. Yeah. Listen, I know a very little bit. Brad has finished it. And then uh, you, I think, just, you probably saw as much as I did, actually. Uh, yeah, Alex. I saw what you played. That was yeah. about it. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I, let's my, see. My impression is it is at least signi- somewhat significantly less buggy than it was at launch. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> uh, although perhaps not bug free. Okay. Uh, so you can you can come watch that. We're going to stream that live on a Thursday. Uh, come check out, that out at 3 o'clock. And then uh, Friday, we're going to have a Friday fun stream. Still TBD. We're figuring that one out. But that'll be around 1 o'clock Eastern. Those times are Eastern. Uh, and then uh, Alex played through some Sifu. So if you were curious about what that game looks like after hearing this podcast, that archive is currently up as well. You can see me have the best run I've ever had in that game uh, through the first two levels. You can, Alex is amazing at video games, and he proves it in Sifu. Uh, check that out. Also, Ramblecast is up. Tons of stuff. Um, we're going to go actually wrap this one up 
get to some other business. The business of landing next. Next lander. Thank you very much, Brad. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back next week.